This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, November 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. New Jersey Democratic Governor Phil Murphy narrowly won re-election Wednesday, eking out a victory that spread Democrats the loss of a second gubernatorial seat. He's the state's first Democratic governor to get a second straight term in 44 years, defending Republican former Assembly member Jack Chitterelli. The Associated Press called the race Wednesday evening when a new batch of votes from Republican-leaning Monmouth County increased Murphy's lead and closed the door to a Chitterelli comeback. Ballots remaining to be counted included a significant number of votes from predominantly Democratic Essex County, along with mail-in votes spread across other counties. Murphy has won the mail-in vote by a wide margin, even in Republican in leaning counties like Monmouth. Chitterelli spokesperson Sammy Williams disputed the call because of the close margin, calling it irresponsible. Murphy delivered a brief speech in Asbury Park's Boardwalk Convention Hall, nodding to the race, race's narrow margin by saying he would work for both those who voted for him and against him, but there was no trace he planned to scale back the left-leaning position he's taken during his first term. Millions of doses of Pfizer's pediatric COVID-19 vaccine are being shipped out across the country. They are being sent to a variety of providers throughout the Delaware Valley, including hospitals, urgent care centers, doctor's offices, and pharmacies. In Philadelphia, children can be vaccinated at any city-run community clinic, most pharmacies, health care centers, and pediatricians' offices. You can find where to get vaccinated using vaccine.gov. Uh, in addition, the Pennsylvania Department of Health said many health care providers, schools, and community organizations may be planning local vaccine clinics to allow children to receive the vaccine at a convenient location and time over the coming weeks. At the Skipback Township Municipal Building, uh, 250 kids aged 5 to 11 gathered with their parents to get vaccinated already. Uh, the vaccines were being administered by a group of volunteers associated with Dr. Mack, who owns the Skipback Pharmacy. That was the Superman doctor, right? That is it. That's who I got vaccinated through. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. He gave you your vaccine? Uh, not him personally, oh, but, but I, I go to his pharmacy and Skipback, yeah. So what was it? He was dressing up in a Superman costume? Yeah, when when the COVID vaccines first arrived, he was going out uh, to locations to help people out. Maybe they couldn't make it in, and he would wear the Superman outfit, and he was doing it just going, for fun. Yeah, of course. And uh, it caught on, and uh, people, you know, just thought it was really cool. And when you go into the pharmacy, there's, like, people, kids have sent in pictures that they've drawn of him <laughs> in the Superman That's outfit. That's awesome. And he's got some Superman statues and things That's all great. around the, the pharmacy. Well, really I cool. hope he's got the costume on again to give the vaccine to the kids. Yes. I once so, went to a, a proctologist who dressed like uh, Dolly Parton. That was, and, yeah, that was, that a, little, was that, that was a little disturbing. But uh, step up on the table, yeah, there, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Late Tuesday, and, and we never even talked about it. But I yeah. no, you didn't say. No, anything. I didn't want to no, bring it up. No, I don't blame you. Late Tuesday, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention gave the final okay to children aged five to eleven to get kid side do- kid sized doses of the vaccine made by Pfizer and its partner BioNTech. More bank customers are coming forward saying imposters tricked them into transferring money through Zelle, the popular quick payment app. Banks usually tell customers that they are responsible for Zelle transactions, even if they get scammed. Zelle, a private financial service company, is owned by seven banks. Bank of America, BB&T, Capital One, J.P. Morgan Chase, PNC Bank, U.S. Bank, and Wells Fargo. Most banks automatically add Zelle to their customers' banking services, yet the banks say it is not their responsibility when scammers use it to get your money. Bank 
I'm not, I'm not even that familiar with Zelle. No. It's like Venmo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. Pa- PayPal, Venmo, right. Zelle. But, but it's not the same thing, right? Because the banks are using it. Like, it's an option. Um, at the banks, but okay. the yeah. banks are not taking responsibility for money is scam. I don't think that should be an option then that they encourage, right? Yeah, right? And they, the banks are, they they own it, but is it exactly? I like, mean, yeah, that? yeah, it's it's how you can you, you know, transfer funds from from person to person. Uh, it's the same thing, and I guess maybe just because it started with the banks. Now Venmo, I know that you can attach to your bank account. Right. It might not be funded by or created by the banking system, but they but also like Venmo existed before Zelle did. So this the bank. Might have been like, hmm. We got to get on this. We got to get in on this. This is the way uh, you know the the world is trending. So what the? F- yeah, exactly. Uh, so Bank of America tells customers Zelle is a separate company, even though Bank of America and other banks own Zelle and add it to their menu of services. Cybersecurity journalist Bob Sullivan says banks should be using fraud filters to stop the crime. I've talked to so many people who had never heard of Zelle, and then all of a sudden their money's gone because of Zelle. Uh, Bank of America says it now displays a warning every time customers use Zelle to send to, uh, to someone new. It says the bank would never ask them to transfer money even to themselves. Uh, bank of America doesn't refund all victims of a scam. It still notifies people that they are at fault for authorizing any transaction so through Zelle. My, uh, my buddy Jeff, he said he accidentally, and it wasn't much money, he accidentally sent uh, $60 to the wrong person via Venmo. Yeah, it happens Yeah, and it happens occasionally, yeah, and, it happens yeah, yeah. occasionally and the person... You know, he never sent it back. You know, he sent him a message. Hey, I, I was... Uh, and an, the guy a, never sent it, never an, sent it uh, Yeah, and it was 60 bucks, but, like, still, the dude was, like, completely never responded. And he... Who knows? Maybe he might have thought it was a scam. You know, like... No, it's possible. Yeah. No, I, 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 am, I am just... My line of thinking is, if it's really something, they'll let me know eventually. Right. But I, I, it, it just, my level of cynicism and stuff I see online or whatever, nah, forget it. There's stuff in our own work email that I don't open up because I'm like, that's got to be something. I know. That's, something's got to be yeah. up. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it always, I was always hesitant for the, like to, you know, start using those things. But when you get to a point where, like, Everybody. Everybody's doing and it. It's Preston, so no. easy. They make I, it so easy. I finally got uh, on Venmo. You did. Oh, you did. Hey, okay. welcome yeah. to the club. I've only used yeah. it one time. Because, yeah. Well, it's because I had to. That's the way the dude took the payment. So. It's really Just in time convenient. for everyone to jump to Zelle. So yeah. there you go. Right, yeah. right exactly. Uh, we should probably go back to just bartering with chickens. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> I get, I, it's funny because I get how convenient it is and how everybody uses it, and I just, I'm just i stubborn on it. I you still don't have it, right? I don't. And I, I like there's something about me, maybe Steve, it's cynicism, or I don't know what it is. Part of your dad? No, it's not. has nothing to do with Cheapness. I, I, no, no, but like you're, no, no, no. I'm inherently cheap in many other facets of my life, Kathy. No, you're just no. being cautious. I just, That's not what I, I get. That. Yeah, I just, I don't. There's something about Venmo I don't like and I don't trust, and perhaps that's 100% ignorant. I just haven't come around on it at my, all. My wife Nick stays pretty much like, uh, and she's very reticent. She's still fairly analog. She wants paper bills and things yeah. sent. She yeah. run, She wants to write a check. There's something she's rolled over on, but she's still very leery. I still haven't attached my Venmo account to any bank account. Okay. So, it, wait, my, so how do you use it? You have to put money in Venmo? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So essentially yeah, she so, drives so, over with an envelope full of cash. <laughs> I opened a Venmo account so somebody could give me money via right. Venmo, and and then I have only done that. Only I use the money that's that's been circulating like been in, in there. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alright, wait. So, but if you run out of money can, can I, well what I what I could I could well this is what I would do uh, I would say hey man if I give you a hundred bucks can you Venmo me a hundred dollars I mean, essentially, saying, yeah. yeah. But I yeah. mean, there's got to be a way, right, to add money to your own account. Yes, yeah, right? yeah. That would be linking it to the bank. Yeah, you would have to link it to a bank account. Uh, Do you exchange okay. money with your wife via Venmo? 
Well, I have they now. They used TD Perks. So <laughs> we, for the longest time, were, oh, I only had the, the only Venmo account in the household. So, okay. uh, But now we both have one. And so, yeah, we will okay, exchange so, money that way. So she gives you your allowance through uh, Venmo. <laughs> I don't have an allowance, Preston. No, he hasn't done Dude, his chores. I'm going to get a nasty until text, Preston, about that one. <laughs> until he does his chores, <laughs> yeah, then yes. he'll get his allowance. <laughs> All right, how about we do sports? That's good. Right. Right. All facts are yummy. Sixers beat the Chicago Bulls last night in South Philly. Joel Embiid yeah. had 18 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists in his return to the lineup. And Seth Curry scored 22 points and hit a late jumper to lead the Sixers to the 103-98 win. Nice. George Niang added 18 points for the shorthanded Sixers, who won four in a row and improved to 6-2. and two. Tobias Harris missed his second game in a row after being placed on the NBA's health and safety protocol. Coach Doc Rivers confirmed Wednesday that Harris, who is vaccinated, contracted COVID-19. The coach said that he's doing okay but not great. The team is on the road tonight with a game in Detroit against the Pistons. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. The Flyers are also on the road tonight and will play the Penguins in Pittsburgh. The Penguins will be without their captain, Sidney Crosby, because he tested positive for COVID-19. He's experiencing symptoms and missed practice yesterday. Crosby just returned to the team's lineup on Saturday after undergoing wrist surgery on September 8th and missed the team's first seven games. The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock, and the game will be broadcast right here on WMMR. And in Thursday night football, the New York Jets will travel to Indianapolis to play the Colts tonight. Kickoff will be at 820. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. We're welcoming you to a Thursday morning, the fourth day of uh, Camp Out for Hunger 2021. Inviting you to stop by this morning if you give the opportunity to do so. Uh, we have some uh, guests stopping by. we got a lot of donations that are going to be taking place. Hopefully those include uh, maybe a little drop-off from you. And whatever amount you can bring, we would appreciate and support. So please, if you can. And then tonight, of course, is our food, trucks, and fireworks. Been waiting for this all week. Very yep. exciting. Weather looks like it's going to be good. Uh, we're going to have uh, stop by today, our buddy Michael Barkan. Always great to see him. We're going to talk to Mark LaBelle of the band Dirty Honey. They are coming back to town with Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Uh, January 30th, and they'll be at the Fillmore. So we'll talk to Mark and see what he thinks about all that stuff. We have a few Flyers alumni stopping by. So Brad Marsh, Scotty Hartnell, Danny Briere, and uh, we'll see who else ends up uh, popping on today cool, as cool. well. Uh, and there's something else. I am out of it today. I, uh, I'm i still hurting big time, so I'm, I'm trying to gather my thoughts, and sometimes I forget what I was trying to remember. You're doing a great job. No one, for as uh, out of it and run down as you were yesterday, no one said, like on air, you sounded fine. I can pull it together you for a couple hours. <laughs> I, but I tell you what, I, got a gr- I, I slept all night last night. Yeah. I went to bed at 8 o'clock. I slept all the way till about 4.30 because you can actually sleep in because we're right here. Uh, and I didn't. I didn't have like a tossing, turning, coughing night, so I there should be refreshed and ready to go. I'm not. I feel like <laughs> I did have a cool. I had a lot of really cool dreams last night. I dreamed last night uh, that I gave a restaurant suggestion to Getty Lee in uh, in Maniac. <laughs> wow! What did you suggest to Getty? I it was. I don't even you think forgot. it was a real restaurant. Okay. I think it was just you know one of those dream goobers. things I made up. Goobers. <laughs> <laughs> you got to try Goobers on Main Street, man. Yeah, man. Oh, I thought he was going to open a restaurant in Main Street. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh. He, he was like, he had, a, he had a cancellation, a reservation cancellation. He needed a place to eat. And I said, well, there's a place called Goobers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Preston, where can a guy get some great pork rinds? Huh. Goobers. 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 Yeah, yeah. Homemade co- pork rinds? 
Uh, it's probably because you got that uh, Rush beer the other day. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. And then I had another dream, and I meant to try it. You remember, if you, if you don't wake up and, and remind yourself what yes. you dreamt about, you will forget it. I had another one, and it was another celebrity, and I can't remember what it was. But maybe it'll come to me at some point, and I'll share yeah, that. You're probably helping that celebrity write a Yelp review for Goobers. <laughs> <laughs> right? Delicious mind. pork rinds. <laughs> Best pork rinds I have ever oh, eaten. I have Getty no idea. Lee likes it. Getty Lee agrees. Oh, he, okay. So here's another thing I want to mention because we got we got a group of people here. Thank you guys for coming out early, by the way. We yes. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to see more people in the tent this morning because we are definitely, we're going to do a listener-based contest. Yes. On the Pharaoh's Fury ride from Skelly Amusements out here. It's one of those giant ships that rocks back and forth. And uh, we need as many people as we can to get down here and be a part of it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. People love that ride. It was running. And so they've been manning it for the whole time, even into the evening. And it's cool yeah. to see that thing swinging. And people were on it all day and night. You saw a case. I did. I did. And I, you, you saw it and you heard it. Yes. Um, and we also pressed, I think, um, maybe for the winning team, we have a whole bunch of bobbleheads that we can give uh, away. All right. Uh-huh. We'll see about that. Yeah. Hopefully some, uh, some prizes. So uh, if you can come down here. And I'd like to... I don't know. Maybe we could do that with our Flyers alumni. That could be kind of fun. That'd be cool, too. They're up for playing some games. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so make they, everybody a lab experiment. They're getting here around 9 o'clock, so I, I don't know. Who knows? But but if you can come down and hang out, that'd be great. And then, of course, tonight, uh, the big uh, event that will be outdoors with the uh, the food trucks and, obviously, the fireworks. It's going to be a really, really good time, so we're looking forward to it. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the entertainment report. Uh, stupid question. I have a really wild story about uh, Will Smith and him admitting he wanted to kill somebody, yeah. a family member. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. So we'll get to that and some other things. We'll come back in just a moment. Camp Out for Hunger on 93.3 WNMR. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagles season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and win sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and NMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thanks, Kat. So, stupid question. Uh, today, we are going to give away the $50 and 10 times cash scratch-off tickets from the New Jersey Lottery. And this is one of those questions that might actually have more than one answer, depending on the source you go for. All so, right, sure. remember, it's my answer that we're looking for. That's all that ever matters. How many bones are in the human body? <laughs> two, one, five, two, six, three, WMMR. For all I know, there's like one or two questionable bones. It, it doesn't I don't matter. Know. Whatever Preston th- How many bones does Preston think? Ah. Are in the human body. That's a better question. There that would be go. way off. Yeah. But, but all right, let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. Going to go through some birthdays today. While we wait for your answer, today is the fourth day of November. It is Laura Bush, former first lady's birthday, and a big one for her. She is 75 years 75? old. 75? Yep. She's a teacher, right? Yeah. No, librarian. Oh, that's right. And, uh, you know, I have like a weird yeah. thing. Uh, I think uh, she is the second most attractive. Oh, no, wait. Freaking Melania forgot about her. Third most attractive first lady right. uh, in history. Who I, you put at number one? 
Melania. 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 Okay, so, so. <laughs> I mean, Melania, uh, and then Barbara Bush. Right. And, and Martha then, uh, Washington. Yeah, Martha Washington. Oh, then she's fourth. <laughs> Eleanor <laughs> Roosevelt. Eleanor <laughs> Roosevelt. Uh, but I really, other than, like, I don't know what the old, old uh, first ladies They were super like, hot. <laughs> right? They're so, super then, hot. Hey, for all we know, yeah. you know, uh, the, the, the Pierce might have had a really hot yeah, one. Yeah, I have yeah, no yeah. idea. You ever <laughs> seen Mrs. Polk? No. Not Not Pete, Polk. Why he, you know, wow. The, the big yeah. joke was, I'd like to pull that. Wow. But of my knowledge thus far, Melania, uh, Jackie O, and then... Jackie O just entered the list. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, so, it's and then Laura Bush. in flux. Well, yeah. all right. All right. Wow. I'm, I'm going to... Well, we could talk about this another We're gonna have to, I might yeah. have to put Jackie O first. But, uh, but listen, it's subjective. It's it your is. list. All right. Uh, so, Laura Bush is 75. Matthew McConaughey, he has a birthday. Today He's 52 years old. There talks he might at some point consider running for governor of Texas. Yeah, yeah. he had kind of floated that out there. Uh, Loretta Swit, who was on MASH, she played Margaret Hot Lips Houlihan. Who somehow, in the height of battle of the... Korean War yeah. managed to get extensive dental work done. <laughs> She's 84 today. It's Ralph Macchio's birthday wow. today. Wow. Now, you're a, you, you love Cobra Kai. Love, love, love that show. I think I've watched the entire, all three seasons, I think it's been three seasons, uh, twice through at least. I may have watched the first one more than uh, twice. You know what's funny? So is good. Instead of keeping him as the iconic good guy, they've... He has nuance yeah. now, and that's what they did. That's a cool thing that they did with that show. He's sixty today. By the way, I can't do that. Watch a, a show, even if it's just one episode, more than once. Like even if, if like my Netflix sometimes will like back you up a little bit. I'm like, I saw this scene already. <laughs> and I like, try to fast forward. It. I can I, I can't go back and watch episodes. I can go back and watch an entire series from the beginning again and take the whole trip. Because, I, and then I will remember things that. I'd forgotten about, uh, yeah. which is kind of cool. I will know? do movies. I've done movies, you know, like some movies, 150, 200 times. Uh, I, I, I don't watch a series. I will jump in and watch favorite episodes, though. Okay. You know? All right, so Kathy Griffin also has a birthday today. She's 61. What's her health like? Don't know. Yeah, uh, have not heard as of late. She was sober. Uh, she cleaned up. She had that uh, opiate addiction. But is it just, <laughs> doesn't she have a lung? Um, some, isn't she fighting cancer? Kathy, Kathy Griffin? The redhead? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I thought there's some sort of health issue oh, with her. Can you check on that? Yeah, I'll look it up. And then right. look up uh, the uh, first lady under the yeah, Polk Yeah, Mrs. Polk. Totally. I'd like to Polk that. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So other birthdays. Jeff Probst of uh, Survivor. Best gig on TV? Oh, great gig. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because you he goes back to the resort while they're, you know, suffering. Eating rat asses. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 60 years old today for him. Chris Difford of Squeeze. Love Squeeze. Guitarist yeah. and uh, lyricist. He turns uh, 67 years old today. Him and Glenn Tilbrook were the uh, songwriting pair. Uh, then you have uh, Bethany Frankel, the founder of Skinny Girl Cocktails. So, well, you want to uh, despise her initially. She, it turns out she is a very savvy businesswoman. Yeah, very yeah. much so, yeah. She was the one I saw at the Sand Pearl in Clearwater when we were there one year. She was yeah. sitting out at the pool, and they had brought... The salon had brought, like, a pedicure set up for her so she could get it done at the pool. Wow. Mm. Okay. That's Why what not? I do. Uh, Nick, did you find out anything about Kathy Griffin? Yeah, she does. She has lung cancer. She was recently diagnosed with st- uh, stage one lung cancer, but she's doing okay. She got a flu shot and a uh, COVID shot, uh, a booster shot not that long ago. So she continues to get treatment, and um, and she uh, hopes that, the, obviously, the prognosis is going to work out. Uh, she yeah. said she never smoked in her life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what happened to Andy Kaufman. Yep. Andy Kaufman died of lung cancer, though he never um, smoked. All right, we are going to see if we can get an answer to the super question. How many bones are in the human body? And 
I am going to go to our first caller in. With that answer, it's Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Teresa, how many bones in uh, the human body? Uh, 206. That's the answer yeah. I have. Yes, correct. 206. Hang on the line. <laughs> going to grab your information, and we are going to give you uh, $50 in 10 times the cash scratch-off tickets from the New Jersey Lottery. You can play today because anything can happen you in know the Jersey. Old, the old joke, Preston, it's 207 if you're Mrs. Polk. Oh, that's the old joke, <laughs> yeah, right? But why? Because I started looking when you said, oh, it's the answer I have. It. Wikipedia literally says about 200 to 206 to 213. Why is there a discrepancy? They're referencing the Mrs. Polk joke. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think some um, bones fuse together at, at a certain ages, too. Well, they have know. to because it says that kids have 300 bones. So. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so okay. it depends on your age. Yep. Sometimes you'll crap a bone. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I was pre-med. Uh, so Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian have gone on two dates in two days in New York. Uh, they met up for a rooftop dinner date in Staten Island on Tuesday. Uh, sources tell TMZ the two uh, entered one of Davidson's favorite restaurants, which is uh, Campania, uh, yeah. through the back door. Wow. And on Wednesday... That's how she became famous. That's true, <laughs> yes. <laughs> on Wednesday, the two celebs dined at Zero Bond, Manhattan's A-list private members club. All right. Uh, the rest restaurant sources... So they keep turning up the lights really bright. Does anybody know. notice yeah. that? Here's the deal. And I can't read <laughs> the script in front of me with the, when the lights get really, really Our bright. Our surrounding lights here, Preston, are not on. So that oh. we're using a, a different light configuration okay, today. Well, it's blinding me, and yeah. I have this in front of me here. So And right. you have diarrhea, and your throat hurts. Christ, oh, yeah. man. Just add it to the list. Restaurant <laughs> sources uh, confirmed to page six that the pair had dinner through uh, together. Uh, despite arriving separately, another insider told the outlet that the date appeared casual. Well, um, uh, my guess is that they're having a little bit of fun. I don't see any long... But I think, Kathy, you pointed out. Why, if you're Kim Kardashian, why at this point in your life, what, is there an overwhelming need to get married again? Why would you? I, I don't understand why these people do. Yeah. I mean, just be... They're not good at it. ...a serial dater or have a long-term relationship because it just causes so many problems for them. What about these two, uh, you know, maybe on, on social, kind of this rumor started to pop up and they saw it and they said, you know what? Let's have fun with it. Let's have fun with it. Yep, I agree. That could happen, that too. happen too, yes. Yeah. You, know? you know what? Marissa and I actually had a conversation in Chicago about it and how um, she was saying she thinks that there are a lot of celebrity couples that do it just for yeah. the publicity and, and we'll walk around, we'll get some photos together and then we'll break up. Kathy, It'll be a big thing. Years ago, as, as part of the movie system of the, the big, the, you know, MGM and the Warner Brothers and all that, they had a division that would actually arrange those sort of star dates to get press. Yeah, why don't we why don't we set something up with Kathy and Gary Lauer in, yes. Charles, yeah. Yeah. in a public Let's location? Let's go to the back door! <laughs> Oh it's my favorite place. It's Scottish. It's called McDonald's. It's Scottish. No, they're going to go to Goobers in Maine. Goobers. Goobers. Great pork rides. I read about it. Kenny Lee loves it. You know what? Wait, I have to tell you this story okay. really quick. I So my next business. Did you have uh, a Gary Lauer dream? No. After this radio thing is over, I swear, it, it started back when Lindsay Lohan was going through her troubles. And she, you know, it was all this terrible press. And I'm like, I could work as somebody to repair 
uh, a you know a bad reputation yes. somebody who did something i could go in i could i could set them up i'd have them out have um you know positive reviews on on you know what they're doing maybe set them up with events and and you know link them to a charity they could go out and do charity events and i could repair their image so you should, like I think PR, that might be my... pr rehabilitation yeah, right exactly. no and i think you we've talked about this instinctively look at people who've been able to over long careers slot look at like tom hanks or someone who is over, has just been able to move around and never catch any crap or any bad press. Yeah. There's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. Exactly. I believe you could do that, Kathy, simply on watching you in Chicago split up our bill at dinner at Gibson's <laughs> between the ten of us the other night. I was so impressed with her attention to detail. Did you watch what she was doing? Oh, yeah. I didn't know what she did. I was sitting right next to her. It was impressive. I, I was like, I can help here. Off. And then I realized that you had it under control, and I was, I'm going to back the F off. Yeah. And I don't want to interfere with it. I could see you doing that. All right, so here's the story that I teased earlier. Listen to this. Will Smith reveals in his forthcoming memoir... That he once contemplated killing his own father. Whoa. Uh, yeah, he writes in an excerpt published in People, When I was nine years old, I watched my father punch my mother in the side of the head so hard that she collapsed. Yeah. I saw her spit blood. And that moment in that bedroom, probably more than any other moment in my life, has defined who I am. Although he says his father, William Carroll Smith Sr., was, quote, at every game, play, and recital when he was growing up. Uh, their relationship was complicated, and the trauma of that moment stayed with him forever. Decades later, when Will Sr. was recovering from cancer, Smith considered shoving his father down the stairs. What? So yeah, this Still is, because of that initial... Yeah, yeah. It, it stuck with him that hard. He said, as I, he recalled, as a child, I'd always told myself that I would one day avenge my mother, and that when I was big enough, when I was strong enough, when I was no longer a coward, that I would slay him. There was a, so on, on Twitter, there was a clip trending from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Do you remember the episode where his, his yeah. estranged father, I think Ben Vereen was playing him, mm -hmm. uh, came back into his life, and, and uh, it, they showed the clip. It was like, it was very dramatic. Yep. And he's telling and, Uncle Phil, why, yeah. why, yeah. he, why did he do that? Why right. He, it's, it's very emotional. Yeah, and you can tell he's pulling on something there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Is he still alive, Will Smith Sr.? No. Uh, instead of pushing him down the stairs, he helped his old man to the bathroom and Will Sr. lived another 16 years. He died in 2016. Oh, wow. Uh, the new memoir called Will will be uh, released on November 9th. We've, in all the years, we've never talked to Will Smith. And I never, would love never. to speak to him and uh, here it, in his native uh, land of Philadelphia. And the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is basically your story. It is. Yeah. He yeah. needs to know this. <laughs> I, I lived it, Will. Uh, let's see here. Joe Exotic's prostate cancer has returned. Uh, the Tiger King star, whose real name is Joseph A. Maldonado, wrote on Facebook Wednesday, uh, Everyone, it is with a sad face that I have to tell you the doctors have called me today to break the news that my prostate biopsy came back with an, ag an aggressive cancer. I'm still waiting on the results from other tests as well. He said, right now, I don't want anyone's pity, and I'm sure Carol will have her own party over this. <laughs> wow. So wow. Throw that in there. Wow. Yeah. Talk about bitter. <laughs> Maldonado continued by writing that uh, he hopes his innocence will finally be proven so that he can go home for treatment and enjoy, quote, what life I have left with my loved ones. Okay, Kathy, here's your first assignment. Oh I want God. you to fix <laughs> his PR. <laughs> wow. And I could do it. I could do can it. Can you do it? Yeah. All right. You should contact me. Should he go out on, a, like, a meet-cute date with Carol Baskin? <laughs> <laughs> I have to put some thought into this, but I can do it. 
Wait, what's a meet cute date? I've heard of that before. Well, they, you get it. So they, they they actually meet in person for a date for the first time. Okay. It's arranged. All the I cameras like are there. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Matthew Hutchins, husband of late Rust director of photography, uh, Helena Hutchins has hired a law firm which specializes in wrongful death litigations. Uh, according to Deadline, Matthew has brought in the L.A.-based firm Panish, Shea, Boyle, uh, Revaputi, uh, with partner Brian Panish acting as lead counsel. Um, Helena Hutchins was, of course, shot by the prop gun, discharged by Alec Baldwin uh, on October 21st. So they have definitely, uh, you, you knew that was going to happen. Excuse me, did you see that they're floating the notion, and this, this sounds like a legal tactic, they just put it out on the table there that there might have been somebody might have planted a bullet in the gun yeah. on purpose. Saw that yesterday. Yeah, that's you know, how they cloud up the things. I didn't really um, somehow report on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, there's you know there's all kinds of rumors and things like sure, that. Sure, yeah, be floating. So we'll see. Jennifer Garner flashed a diamond ring in a recent Instagram live appearance, fueling rumors that she is engaged to boyfriend John Miller. Uh, the actress was talking with her 13 going on 30 star co-star Judy Greer. Uh, when she took a sip of tea, revealing a massive rock on her left finger. Uh, Garner and the Caliburger CEO have been dating since October 2018, with the exception of a brief split beginning in August 2020. So when I watch uh, Instagram videos, right. those are... They're reversed, right? Because yeah. you, you see writing is, is written backwards yep. right. on, you know, shirts and, and uh, products and stuff like that. I hate that. I don't know why they do that. Yeah, Instagram's like the only platform that seems to happen on. Yeah. Um, so I'm there's a lot. Yeah. The reason I ask that is, you know, did anybody check and see if that was indeed her left hand oh, yeah. that, that ring was on? It was the right it's hand. True, it was yeah. the right hand. I don't know. It pisses me off still that there's no, uh, that you can't. Upload stuff off your laptop or whatever that you. Got. I read the other day that they were now allowing that. Now I haven't tried to do it. I really? haven't gone on my laptop, but I read last week that Instagram was either instituting that or had already been doing it or beta testing it. Finally, All right. that always bothered me. But they really want you to do it on your phone. I know, know? but yeah. I I don't always. A lot of times I just don't because I, I it's it's annoying. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, Paul Newman's unfinished oh. memoir will be published by Alfred A. Knopf next fall. According to the publisher, the manuscript was recently discovered in the Connecticut home where Newman's wife, uh, Joanne Woodward, still lives. Uh, the Cool Hand Luke actor started writing a book in the 1980s and addressed such topics as acting, directing, boyhood, family, fame, Hollywood, Broadway, love, and his first marriage, his 50-year marriage to Woodward, uh, drinking, politics, racing, his ultimate ride to stardom and aging gracefully. That was a cool dude, man. Yeah, he, he really was. was. I mean, he he loved uh, auto racing. Cool Hand Luke is one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, I know yeah. I have your DVD. I haven't given it back <laughs> yet. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to. That's all right. But he was also very philanthropic with the Newman brand. Yes. Newman's own. And, and the stuff is good. Yeah. So he was. Uh, he lived a hell of a life. He died in uh, in 2008. Cool Hand Luke. Speaking of, like, you know, with Kathy, he, so you can't help somebody unless they want to help themselves, right? So you can't re- re- – and so in Cool Hand Luke, you're like, dude, just stop. Like, it just yeah, – But that wasn't it, his... don't, don't say yeah. anything. Like, uh, you're only in here for, like, a small little crime. You're going to get out of yeah. here soon enough if you just be quiet, you know? It's a great It's a great it movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. Um, be my first advice. Shut up. Yeah, Shut right? Up. Let's I've, repair your problem. Can I just Shut say up. something? Shut up. I've heard you give that advice before. Yeah, yeah Belarus. Belarus. Was, uh, Belarus should have been my first client. I, know. I was, gonna, up. I was like, up. John, just stop talking. No more interviews. Stop putting things on Twitter. Just stop. Yep. <laughs> Shut up. Did he listen? 
No. No, John was a terrible client. Um, <laughs> Olivia Munn told today that she is scared to welcome her first child with John Mulaney. The actress told Hold a Copy, uh, I feel good, I feel scared, I feel nervous, and I'm excited. Well, that's what almost all new yeah. parents did do. They, did, they, did she clarify if they've, because uh, there are rumors that she'd broken up with Mulaney. No, I don't think they touched right. on it. She said, I feel every day the feelings are just rotating through. Uh, Mun added that she's also overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that babies need, adding, I just don't know how many each, uh, m- many of each item that I need. Uh, like, how many blankets does a baby need? Uh, uh, okay, stop. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, oh, Steve, listen to this. Uh, Fox's 2003 reality show, Joe Millionaire, yes. is getting a reboot. So Joe Millionaire was one of the first of the rash, uh, that which is now a staple yep. of reality shows. And do you remember the c- contestants, the, the winner? The, the very first one was Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire, I think was that one. Right. And then the Joe Millionaire was where oh, the, parody. the women believed that he was right, a millionaire, yeah. but he was not. Uh, oh, is that so, what you were referring yeah, to? Yes. So so, so, who wants to marry a millionaire? Was Darva Conger, right? And yep. uh, I forget the guy's name. And it turned out that it, if you really sort of really did some math fudging, the guy was close to a million. He had a million dollars. Yeah. 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 So, uh, in this one, it was a complete scam, and yep. we were wondering um, how you could do that again because wouldn't people be hep to it? Yeah. So, the updated version, Joe Millionaire for richer or poorer, comes with a twist. This time, featuring two single men. One is a millionaire and one is not. There you uh, go. Uh, I remember that one. They uh, they did some uh, <laughs> some sneaky editing, and so y- they wanted you to believe that the woman, like behind closed doors with Joe Millionaire, they they had like they a, had sex. They, well, no, no, they had no, a, a noise was, that was like yeah, it was like oh, a gulping right, 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 sound. Right, yeah, it's yeah. like oh, this dude's getting a hummer. Right? <laughs> okay. Yes, I remember. And it that. was like the first time because they never did that on The Bachelor. No, no, no. Uh, and uh, and who wants to marry him? <laughs> but this one, I was like, and I think they said. No, I think she was just, like, maybe drinking a cup of coffee. It was such a condescending show, too, because the guy was just, like, he, the guy is, was, a, was a contractor or something. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, you, well, come on. Do you like the guy or not? Yeah. Uh, the competition series will debut on Fox in January. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. We return to FX Experts' 15th season on December 1st. Unbelievable. Woo! Unbelievable. 10 p.m. The comedy will return with eight episodes after a two-year hiatus, making it the longest-running live-action comedy series in television <laughs> history. That's insane. So Rob McElhaney gave our, our, our induction speech at the Radio Hall of Fame, yep. and uh, he, he, he brought that up. It just seems... It, it, and you can see it even boggles his mind when he says it. Yeah, it was such a great speech, too, because he goes, when we, the, oh, we started our first season, we were so excited for this big media blitz, and we put out a press release, <laughs> and we were waiting for the onslaught of all the media uh, you know, representatives to come back and say, yes, we're going to book your interview. And he said, only one of them <laughs> asked for an interview, and that was the Preston and Steve <laughs> show. <laughs> So since day one, he said that we've been supporting them, and uh, obviously uh, we love him to death. So that's cool. 15th season, longest-running live-action comedy television series in uh, in TV history. And there's no reason to not keep it going. It's, it's you know, they, they only do a, a handful of episodes, and we love seeing it. All right, one last story, and I don't know if this, this might lead to a discussion or not, but as the calendar slipped to November, uh, Mariah Carey's hit song, All I Want for Christmas is You, uh, is getting ready to make its annual trip onto the airwaves. <clears throat> but not everybody is ready to embrace the Christmas spirit as the queen of Christmas. Uh, a bar in Dallas riled up some fans and garnered a response 
from Mariah herself after putting a ban on the a ban on the patrons playing her Christmas classic until December first. Oh, so yeah. you think you can't play that song until December first? I think that's cool. And then it can only be played one time per night. I'm all right with it. I personally love that song. Yeah. I think it's a great Christmas. It song. It is a great Agreed. song. But I'm tired. Of Thanksgiving being railroaded by Christmas, <laughs> it's the Fredo of the holidays. Yeah, it gets passed. Well, over, you know what, man? And I want to wait until after that to start the Christmas love. Let's talk to Kathy about re- you know rejuvenating Thanksgiving's reputation. <laughs> yeah. okay. I think no. What I think is, I think Thanksgiving really needs like a um, like a, a, a sl- onslaught of like of good. Movies and programming. Do you know what I mean? Like Christmas it's not has. Gonna all, happen. I know. Well, because yeah, you got the, the the big mother just a few weeks away. I'll tell you what, though. Here's why it does dovetail with Christmas because at the end of the parades, yeah. Santa makes his debut, I and kinda, so that kicks yeah, it off. I kind of like that it's the sleeper holiday. Like, yeah. I like that it's sort of under the radar, and it, it makes me appreciate it. You know, Christmas gets all the glitz and the glamour, and, and Thanksgiving sits there in the pocket, and I appreciate the fact that uh, it's sort of the underdog holiday. You know what? Okay, so hang on a second. You know why it's, it, it doesn't get any? Because kids don't get gifts on Thanksgiving. Right. So all you need to do is just one time, one person on th- on Facebook, no. on Facebook or no. Instagram go, here's no, your Thanksgiving no. Day no, basket. No, no, no. that I don't want. <laughs> My nephew's got Halloween gifts. Here's me. your cornucopia filled with presents. Wait who's that Who's that, that demon that comes around on th- on uh, Halloween Krampus. now? No, 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 no. On, on Halloween, there's a, there's, a, uh, there's a name that's attached to some Halloween fairy that shows know. up. It's, it's like... Uh, I don't know what the hell okay. it is. Anyway, I think Mrs. Polk. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not Krampus. Krampus, Krampus is, uh, is Christmas. Christmas yeah. yeah, there's a Halloween one now that Snap Cricket or something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm, whatever. My both my nephews got Halloween presents. Stop like, that. They already got candy. Stop that. I don't want what any more hell? presents. No. Well, you you diminish the joy of Christmas and all the other holidays if if every day you get a freaking gift. No, I don't, I don't want. I don't want Thanksgiving gifts. I don't want none of that. Not yeah, none right. of that. <laughs> none of it. No. But anyway, I, I, yeah, I thought enough. that might open Shut up, up <laughs> some discussion. So, all right, anyhow, we should probably do the clips. And can I have them? Oh, yeah. Here is your Thanksgiving Day present, Preston. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. Hang on here. Shoot. Hand it to me. All right, so in the new Netflix holiday film, Love Hard. Love Hard. Wow. Kathy. Yeah. A woman finds her perfect match on a dating app and flies to California to surprise him for Christmas, only to find out that she's been brutally catfished. In this clip, star Nina Dobrev talks about her new character, Natalie. Go ahead, Jason. A little over the top, for sure, um, and very ballsy. But you got to give her credit for being spontaneous and putting herself out there. Because, you know, it could have gone... It, any which way, and in her case, it didn't. But I mean, I've done that in the past. I've definitely flown very, very, very far away in the pursuit of love. Shut the f- up! Love Hard will be streaming on Netflix this Friday. Here's your next clip. Dickinson tells life and hardships of writer Emily Dickinson in the 19th century. In this clip, star Haley Steinfeld shares her concerns on portraying such a legendary woman. Clip, please. I have only ever hoped in any moment that I've been in this character uh, that I have at all done her story and her life and her relationships and her relationship with her self-justice. So I guess I would probably be leaning in after every moment, <laughs> not any, not, a, not even episode, but every scene. I'd be like, what do you think? Shut the f*** up! Season three of Dixon 
Dickinson <laughs> will be streaming on uh, Apple TV this Friday. It's supposed to be a good show, and I have just never seen it. Season three. Yeah. So you can check it out. The Switch Witch is what I was referring Switch to. Switch Witch. Yeah, and I believe what the Switch Witch oh, does oh. is if you you can leave a little bit of candy behind that you got on Halloween, and then the Switch Witch will switch out the candy that you left behind. Oh. Right. And you get a present as a result. Well, it's so that the And I love my nephews, but what the hell? It, it's so the kids don't keep all of the candy, or if they have candy they don't like, you take um, it, you can donate it to, like... Both. You're saying it's not real? What? What, the, the it's not real? No, it's not just so the kids it's get It's not real. Switch Witch does not exist. Okay. Switch Witch is not like Santa Claus. Okay, so now we're making up these fake things. Stop it. People that Enough. come and leave gifts and so on. More gifts. Yeah. Right. You already got candy. I know what you're Switch saying, though, Kathy, and so, yeah, to, to get some of the candy back. Switch, witch. Uh, by the way, I need to mention that this hour is sponsored by Acme Markets. Campout donations for Phil Abundance are being accepted at the checkout register at your local Acme Market now through November 24th, by the way. Acme Fresh Foods and Local Flavors. Uh, we have a show to get to besides what we've been talking about. We have some guests on the program. Some donation, donations are going to be taking place. Uh, we are indeed in the Wells Fargo Center parking lot right next to Xfinity Live. we got Daybreak. It's going to be another decent day. Today, 52 degrees, clouds, but no rain or anything like that. We would love for you to be here, and we're definitely going to do a listener-based contest. We're going to need some bodies in the tank yes. this morning to participate in that, and I'll probably do that close to 9 o'clock or so. And we got some people. Hopefully, you guys are going to stick around and be a part of our contest. I hope so. So we'll take a break, and we'll come back with more of the Camp Out for Hunger on 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent on 93.3 WMMR. Sponsored by Duncan. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger runs on Duncan. And now, back to Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, before we dive into any chit-chat, I want to mention that this hour is sponsored by uh, WSFS Bank. Wisfis, a proud sponsor of the President Steve Camp Out for Hunger. And Wisfis Bank is We Stand for Service, by yeah, the way. I know that. Yeah. With that, we are going to welcome to our microphone the Chief Customer Officer, Sherry Krasinski of Wisfis, who is here this morning. Hi, Nice to see you, Shari. And along with you, who do we have here today? We have our Chief Marketing Officer, Justin Dunn. We have our Pennsylvania Market President, Pat Ward. The big wigs are here from Wispus. Uh, you guys started helping us out with the Camp Out for Hunger a number of years ago, and you always bring these badass green hats with you. I love it. I, I put mine on. I love this. I already have one at home. Uh, but these are these are one of this is my favorite stocking cap to wear. I got to get a picture of you in that. You look yes. great. Thank you very much. Uh, how are things at uh, at Wispus? You guys all good? We are great. great. Things are wonderful. Uh, we've been very very busy. And uh, like you said, we've been involved in this for years now. This is our fourth year, and we are so proud to sponsor this. And I'm so glad that, you know, we've got a, a bit of a crowd here this year. It's a little yeah. than last year. Well, you, yeah, you've seen Great it. Great to see everyone. You've seen it full, and, and it does feel a little bit more normal, doesn't it? More and normal. we anticipate next year the full shebang, but coming out and seeing people and, and, and the rides and everything happening, it makes you feel good. And, and, and seeing you guys makes us feel especially good because you guys have been very vigorous supporters of the Camp Out for Hunger, and, uh, and that, that is great. And you guys always tend to, uh, to do good things for us. Yes, we uh, really appreciate what you are doing. We love to contribute to that. I would just say, too, we are also just as passionate about food. And we have had, for 18 years now, 
a food drive that we do in Delaware, Pennsylvania, and now New Jersey. And then obviously with support of your efforts here, just was a perfect fit for us. Awesome. How many branches of uh, WISFIS in our area? So we're actually working on a combination uh, with Bryn Mawr Trust and anticipate that closing in late January. And we'll have... 94 locations wow. serve you. Where's, wow. your, where's, your, where's the home office? Because I see in the commercial there's the, the big uh, the big building. Is that is that local or is that where where is the where are the head honchos hanging out at for Whiskers? <laughs> we're all over the place. You're all over the place. Uh, all right. So I'll let Justin take that one. All but right. uh, we we're headquartered in uh, Wilmington. Wilmington, Delaware. All right, all right. Yeah, you guys do have co- uh, cool commercials, by the way. They, they feature the Philadelphia skyline. Yeah. Justin, are you in charge of that? Yeah, they're impressive, and it's a, you know, I love anything that shows up on TV or, or movies, and it's just it's silly, but, like, that show off Philadelphia in a really positive light, and they make the city look fantastic, so uh, kudos to you guys for putting those together. Thank you, appreciate that. And by the way, it's taken me uh, a couple, I remember the first year you guys came down here, I couldn't say Wispus. Yeah. I could not say it. Do you remember that? Yes. I was like, Wispus, I kept what saying Wispus. What does this mean? You're getting it wrong, there, There's a vowel missing. Wispus, and we now. We spent a good bit of time talking about that, and yeah. Great free advertising for us. You guys spent a good five minutes. So you get it. You get it. When we mess up, people still like it. Yes. I love it. Good. Now it rolls off the tongue, which is wonderful. All right. So a donation, I believe you guys are going to submit today, correct? Yes. All right. What do we have? Can you tell us, please? Absolutely. So let's see. Right, Justin's we... coming around. He's oh, going to okay. do a little, a little we gotta dance do number. The big check. All right. Got to do the big check. Nice. You know? All right. Oh, um, wait a minute. We have. Uh, I'm being oh. handed something. A yes. gigantic envelope. Right. It's yes, a, it has a picture it's of a, a truck. Subpoena. It says special <laughs> delivery. It's Dude, not a subpoena. Okay. It's served both of you. <laughs> It's a picture of a truck with uh, our uh, soup cans in the back, and it says Preston Elliott on here. Yeah. They spelled my name correctly. And mine says so, Steve Morrison. You, we were going to put these in the mail. <laughs> we were worried they wouldn't get, get to you, so we brought them personally. We want to recognize you for being honored and uh, in the Hall of Fame now for radio. I've been listening to you all week. I know you were honored last weekend in Chicago and... Uh, you've just done so much for this city, and we wanted to make a donation on your behalf, in addition oh, to our big check, that is so uh, nice. to the Camp Out for Hunger. Okay, that- so this is like a threefold donation that's taking place right now. So uh, my check is made out. It says, in honor of Preston Elliott and Phil Abundance, pay to the order of Phil Abundance, $2,500. Nice. It is yours. Mine. It is awesome. That is so kind of you to do that. All right, so that's 5000 altogether. And then we have this other giant check for... Oh, it says $10,000. 15 Gs. Wow. That is, that is awesome. That's wonderful. Thank oh my you, guys. It's very sweet to do it in our, in our name. So, and then it, good, because it, it stops us from cashing them. Yeah. And that's true. Smart. And using them for no good. Yeah. So, it's that's great. Of the order of Phil Abundance, we can't cash these, that's unfortunately. Right. So, that's awesome. Thank well, you. You guys are the best. Thank you for continued support. Thanks. Thank you. All right, let's hear it for Wispus, guys. Yes. These guys are great. Pat and Justin, all for being here this morning and helping support and, uh, and make this event happen because it does take a lot of great sponsors uh, to pay for all this equipment yes. and uh, get this uh, the hardware here and it's everybody we need. A huge mechanism. Yep. Yeah. I have to take my hat off because I'm, I'm... Your little ball on the top is making it hard for your headphones to sit right. Toasty warm in here today. <laughs> Headballs are a problem, Preston. Oh, man. Uh, so, you know what? We, we have some time uh, to chat about some stuff. And you know what we haven't done all week long? What? We have not strolled the campus of the Just Saying 
Lion Institute. Wow. And it is time to head to the JSI. Let me set it up right here, Preston. Okay. The Just Saying Institute, home of the Sarah Polk Museum of First Lady Erotica and Off-Color <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> I finally found out what her first name was. Yeah. <laughs> you, you looked it up. Sarah and, Polk? Yeah. I looked it up. Yeah, she, she is Polk's hot. wife. First Lady Erotica. <laughs> yeah, and so off-color jokes. I love it. I love it. All right. Perfect. Uh, I did see this uh, story at the JSI. Uh, conversations with strangers don't typically get very deep, but a new study suggests that maybe they should. Uh, University of Chicago researchers found that people overestimate the awkwardness of deeper conversations and underestimate their enjoyment. But... Uh, researcher Nicholas Epley says that if people could get past these misconceptions, uh, they could form more meaningful connections. He says as the pandemic wanes and we get back to talking with each other again, being aware that others also like meaningful conversation might lead you to spend less time in small talk and have more pleasant interactions as well. Essentially, okay. he's saying it's okay to talk to a stranger about a deep conversation. I, I, I like this because I do, I do believe that a lot of the social skills have been uh, rendered inert for a long time, and so people are getting back to those common things. Now, for what we do, Preston, we're professional communicators, but I'd say all the time, I know you're the same way, you sometimes you start you feel awkward when you're talking to like at the event at the 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 Hall of Fame, you know you get into these little conversations and like, am I boring this person or what? You know, well there are a couple of people I wanted to meet and, yeah. and I was like, okay, what am I going to say? What to this am I going to say? I yeah. don't know them. I, well, I know who they are. They don't know who right, I am. Right. And I want to go bring up a conversation. I had to stop and think about okay, what can I bring up and where will that conversation lead before right. I go and I, and I start talking to them? But that's mainly small talk. That's small talk. So yeah. you should have gone over and said. What is the meaning of life? Right, yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> well, okay, so, but so many times, and I know you, we all feel the same way, when, when you have that interaction <laughs> with a complete and total stranger, you yeah. walk away with it going, man... That was awesome. They loved me. that. Was no, <laughs> maybe, but no. That like that was a really great like moment. And and most recently, I, and I told you guys about this when I sat down to get my flu shot. I'm sitting with the lady oh, yeah. that I got the flu mm. shot from, and we talked like for you know, and it wasn't me this time, but it was a we conversation, not a me conversation. We just had such a great. You com- meant you, you weren't talking about yourself; you were engaged in. An we exchange. were engaged in a conversation about like you know, we were talking about like enough about me social issues. What and- do you think about me? <laughs> no, but, but, but I walked away with it like feeling so good about it that you made was, a connection. We made a connection. Yeah, and I went and bought her a cake as a result. Yeah, came back and it was like. Like a thank you. He did. He yeah. did. But here, let me. But Casey's great at that. When we were leaving for Chicago, so yeah. we were on the same flight. Casey was in a group or two ahead of me boarding, and so I eventually, I'm, I'm getting in the jetway, and it had a it had a turn in it, and I so I couldn't see all the way down to the end of it, but I could hear two people talking, and Casey was by himself, and I could hear I could hear two people. No, actually, your wife was with you, right? On the way there. On the way there. Yes. But I hear two male voices, blah, 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 this and this and that. And I'm like, I go, as soon as I come around the corner, it's Casey talking to somebody he's never met before in a deep conversation. Sure enough, I come around the corner, it's Casey and another guy (laughs) talking in a deep conversation. I just knew it was going to be you. Uh Uh-huh. You're great at that. You're great at striking up conversations with strangers. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah, Especially, like, you know, uh, when you start talking about pretzels and things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He and and I were talking. Could you help me? (laughs) We were actually talking about uh, the weekend prior. You know, the Eagles had played in Las Vegas and blah, blah, blah. And so we were just talking a little bit about that. How did that come up? 
<sighs> Maybe I was wearing an Eagles hat. Oh, and I, he said something to you? Yeah, and he was, I think he might have even been uh, getting on a plane that was going out there. So that might have been the, ca- the case, and he was like, man, the plane was filled with Eagles fans. Right, and, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, you look for common ground, but I mean, <laughs> to, to the point of this is that, I think, is that you should not be afraid to launch into something, because that's, that's yeah. a good conversation, something a little bit more meaningful, correct? Yeah. Although, have you ever had a stranger start to tell you yes. things that are... Yes, that's what I was yes. say. going wow. uh, Why are they Why me? me? Uh, to be honest, sir, I can't even imagine why there's blood in your stool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had where, where I'm like, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. Right. I don't right. know who this person is. It's well, too much information yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'd say you're an addict, sir. <laughs> yeah. They feel the need to talk yeah. to someone. Now, if you excuse me, I'm getting on this flight. But, but, I, but I've also had that where I'm, you know, in the middle of the conversation, I'm thinking... Why are they telling me this? And then I go, in my mind, I'm like, they need to have somebody to talk to. Yeah. Like, they, right. they don't have anybody no, else to you, say this you, to You right want now. to be that person. Yeah. Have you ever been in a case, though, Casey, where you are, um, you believe that the conversation has reached its uh, inevitable conclusion and you're in a situation where, say, you are getting on a flight yeah. where you keep coming up next to this person oh, again. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> there's, a, there's a threshold yeah. where, where you have can to go, we, okay. Can we are, wrap it up? Do we find a new subject, yeah. or are we done now? And will there be just silence? And... Stop talking to me. I'm thinking. Right. <laughs> Have you ever pulled the? You know what? I'm gonna just. I'm gonna go stand over there now. Yeah. <laughs> not near you anymore. Yeah. I'm oh, done. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, not stated that, but right. actually just done it. And Occasionally, go, oh, it's been nice talking to you. You got to use the walk. spinal tap move, right? We've got to go wait in the lobby now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but. It can be it can be awkward, but sometimes I've I've had strangers that I'm like, okay, that was that was great. I'm glad I started talking to this person. I, I would, but more often than not, no. Yeah. <laughs> I would say now, especially with everyone getting out and meeting each other and op- and starting up those those lines of communication, maybe be a little bit more receptive to someone who really just wants to talk to someone. Yeah. You know? Well, when press, remember uh, when we were in Chicago, we were walking. We wanted to stop somewhere f- uh, f- because we we decided at the last minute, you know what, we need to get into an Uber because it's raining. And I was like, okay, there's a we need to stop at a Dunkin' Donuts or something. And I saw a guy walking in the opposite direction oh, yeah. who had a Dunkin' Donuts cup. And I was like, hey, where is that? And he just kept walking. And he did not want to engage me. And I just wanted to find out where he got his cup of coffee. But the way you said it to him, you go, where is that? Yeah. You said it like that. You pointed right at his cup. You go, yes, where is that? And he was like, nope. And I think it was a bit much as opposed to, hey, where's the Dunkin' Donuts nearby? He may not have understood what you said. But it was pretty funny. I was I'm like, sorry, I guess I'm not gay. <laughs> what? I'm not into your stuff. Okay. Huh? Well, I just wanted to know where I can get a cup of. Well, you didn't should have said that from the beginning. <laughs> you pointed at my crotch and said, where is that? That's a great line. I just have it already. I'm sorry. I'm not gay. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. I wasn't propositioning you. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm married. <laughs> Um, so anyhow, all right, here's something else from the Just Saying Institute to pass along to you. And this has to do with relationships. Natural disasters like hurricanes and wildfires are devastating to go through. But one study suggests that they could have a positive impact on relationships. I love natural disasters. And it helped your relationship, didn't it? Absolutely. Researchers, My wife and I met at the base of an erupting volcano. Researchers at the University of Texas in Austin uh, interviewed 231 newlywed couples prior to hurricanes. Uh, Hurricane Harvey hitting Texas in 2017. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of banging during that one. The team originally set out to study the effects of everyday stressors, such as financial problems and the transition to parenthood. After Hurricane Harvey, they re-interviewed couples about their relationship satisfaction, finding the couples appreciated their partners more after being jolted out of the day-to-day stress of life. Huh. 
Uh, so it might what you might need to move your relationship forward is a good old natural disaster. Well, there's that, you know, there's that last, if you're on a plane. We're in know, this together. Right, we're in this. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and emotions, you know, go on high and you start to feel things that you have not felt before. And, and maybe there's a sense of. I don't know how much longer we have. Well, yeah, Let's getting, finger blast. Getting through something. No. no. Yeah. Getting through something together. Kathy was about to agree with that. Well, you Kathy's find out. about to go, yeah, finger blast. You find out the humanity on somebody when they're going through a, a tough time. Absolutely. Going through something, a traumatic event. And not for nothing, but you also have something to talk about. Yes. You know, like, yeah. hey, remember that hurricane? That was awful. Yeah, but it can always, I feel like it goes either way. Like, you can get oh, yeah. through it together, or there are well, times where it's just like, it's not happening. The pandemic is a perfect example of that. I mean, some people, you know, the pandemic strength. Strengthen relationships, and it also killed relationships. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one of the things, and I hate to bring this up because it's a, a terrible subject. When when parents go through the loss of a child, you would think that that would strengthen a bond, and mm-hmm. most times it actually pushes people apart. Yeah. yeah, well, because you're what? And I was uh, there was a psychologist or somebody talking about it on TV, and what it ends up doing is you are constantly seeing a person who is a reminder of the pain, right? Mm-hmm. Well, even if not through any fault of that person, and also, it is framing you in a, in, a, in a thing you don't want to experience. And also watching them grieve. They might grieve a little bit yeah. different than you, and right. you might take that as some type of an offense. It's really right, a strange right. thing tough. Uh, that people can go through. Yeah, my parents went through it. They lost their first child, and, uh, and you know, it was, uh, it was not a... Um, a miscarriage or anything like that. It was, you know, the yeah. child was, was born and was alive for a few months. And, and so, and my dad, you know, he talked to me about it before. And he's like, you know, we could, it could have been like, hey, you know, peace out, you know, but, and it didn't, you know, and they were, and actually for them, it strengthened their bond with God, you there know, you go. and that was how they were able to get through it. They got right. through it together and through, you know, their church. And so, uh, you know, so I can see, but I can also see how, you know, what you were saying, like, whenever I look at you, it just reminds me of that. Right. Me, particularly? <laughs> <laughs> I just think of, yeah, horrible things when I look at you. When I look at Steve, it just reminds me of the most horrible things of life. This got too heavy. We're moving on. Yeah, let's move yeah. on. Yeah. Sorry about that. We'll move on to something a little okay, bit now. lighter. Okay, now. Okay. Child here murder. Here we go. No. <laughs> Let's lighten it up. No. Yeah, what's the best way? Homework. <laughs> to oh, take okay. out a kid. All right, homework sucks. Many schools dole out 10 minutes of homework for each grade level. What are you talking about? No, I had no, hours no. of homework no. when I was a kid. Yes. I always got more, 10 minutes. What, wait, is it 10 minutes per, like, so per, per, class. Class. per class? Well, this is for uh, younger kids. Okay, it says, so first graders should get just 10 minutes of work to do. At home, while high schoolers should be cracking the books for up to two hours each. Yeah, day. there you go. That's, well, that's what I was trying to say. So that's if you're crazy. if you're in sixth grade, it's six times ten. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, but multiple that's a crock of crap. Multiple studies have found that kids are usually getting more homework than that each night, and also one study found a correlation between homework and strengthened. Uh, achievement among seventh graders, but another found that students who did more hours of homework experienced greater behavioral engagement in school, but also more academic stress, physical health problems, and lack of balance in their lives. Wait, if they had homework? If they had that amount of homework. Further complicating homework who is uh, who has access to high-speed internet and who doesn't, as millions of households still last uh, lack fast, reliable internet. So uh, can homework uh, be made into a good thing? How can homework be made into a good thing? I don't think it can. Some experts say homework should be uh, decoupled from students' overall grades to take the pressure off, while others 
just say making homework more useful for kids may also come down to picking the right types of assignments, as research has shown that it's easier to learn material revisited several times in short bursts rather than during long study sessions. When you were a kid, when you got home, did you, well, did you ever do homework, first off? Did you do it right after school, or Dude, did you wait? I never did homework. Yeah, I yeah. was the <laughs> worst, and it is what killed my grades. It is absolutely, I barely graduated from high school, right. and it's mainly because of homework. I just didn't want to do it. I hated it. I was not good academically. Uh, and, and school was not for me. I did it. I would do it right when I got home oh, to get it the hell out of the way. Yeah. I did it. And you know what? I'm actually struggling a little bit because um, I'm trying to teach Jace that uh, to do it right when you just because I like to get it completely get over it done. and done with. So now what he does is um, he does it in the car on the way home. <laughs> Good. I don't know if yeah. like. Do I tell him no? We got to wait home. We got to sit at a table. No, I mean, no. He, he, at this point, he's doing it and he's doing everything correctly. Yeah. So whatever that's... habits are, are getting him to do it at this point, Is yeah. okay? stick with those habits. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. No. Well, listen, I've completely changed now because when when doing prep work for the show, like immediately i like to that is the first thing i do when we get done with the program i start prepping for the next day i want to get this stuff done and i've completely changed my ways yeah and then you can enjoy the rest of your day that's why you i can start like, drinking yeah. you can start drinking well okay so speaking start of which, drinking you can fall in with a bad crowd you can do all the things you want to do in college uh i had a friend he's a doctor now and yeah. like and the dude partied right and he had a great time in college but his general philosophy was like, uh, I've got to get my work done now. And he would lock himself in the library, get his work done. And then the second it was done, it was like, all right, let's right. go. Let's, let's party. It's time and for meth. Let's, it's time for meth or whatever we need to do. Just get our work right. done first. My son now is in high school, and, and he's never had, you know, in grade school, never had free periods, right? Now they have free periods in, in high school, and it's an opportunity for him to get work done. Yeah. Oh, study hall was my... When we had, we used to, I had for uh, two years in high school, I had study hall in seventh period. Yeah. That was homework he's time. Not, I got that stuff knocked out big time. He's not using it properly. He's having football catches with his friends. And I'm like, dude, well, that helps. <laughs> if yeah. you just do your work and then, you know, it's then it's done. He's like, no, man. I'm just I wanted to get home in time to watch my soap operas, Preston. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I, Preston, I was like you. I avoided it at all. I procrastinated with every bit of homework. I, I never, I'm so lucky. I never have to tell my son to do his homework. He does it. On Saturdays, on the weekends. But yet you, you zip through college in seven years. Seven and a half. <laughs> seven and a half. Thank you very much. No, listen. I'm so glad that my son gets it from his mother. Because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 any study habits that he learned from me, you would be a terrible student. Yeah. So, you know, he gets it done on a Saturday, and I never have to tell him to do his That's homework. That's great. I'm it's awesome. I'm really lucky. Yep, me too. My kids are, are good students, so I don't yeah. know how that happened. I don't know how that happened. All right, I think that's all we're going to have time for for the Just Saying It. we got things yes, going on. We do. We have people stopping by. We have the Bizarre File coming up. Uh, we are going to uh, get people out on our ride. We need uh, contestants to be a part of this. Uh, so if you want to come by and make a donation, we'd love to have you here at uh, Camp Alpha Hunger. And by the way, uh, part of the Bimbo Bakeries USA Broadcast Tent Sponsorship, uh, it's brought to you by Bimbo Bakeries. Our actual tent is. They sponsor that. Uh, but it, they do a donation each day from one of their brands. And today is 42 cases of a variety of Entenmann's Little Bites. Yeah. 
Uh, now, we don't collect perishable items here at Camp Out, but when bulk do- donations are arranged ahead of time with Phil Abundance, they can distribute them immediately, and so they have done that, and we do appreciate that. Uh, and the little bites are fantastic. They're, they're amazing. My kids grow up on those things. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We want to see you here with your donation for Camp Out for Hunger. We have the Bizarre File on the way, some more uh, guests to be on the program. We'll be back in just a sec. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I would like to make a, uh, a little shout-out for a donation that has been made. You know, we've had a lot of these uh, companies up here represented, and uh, they, they come up and they, uh, you know, tell us about themselves and uh, then and then present a donation. Yeah, that they're yeah. a sizable donation. We appreciate those. Uh, but this one they just want me to handle, so I, I will gladly do this. Uh, we're sending a big shout-out to uh, Global High Tech Paint Company, Exalta Coating Systems. They're headquartered in Delaware County, and they have donated... Twenty thousand dollars. Twenty grand. That is awesome. Twenty thousand dollars, and it is part of Exalta's Bright Futures programming that also includes scholarships for students at local universities. And they have over five hundred employees. They're in southeastern PA. They Man. make they make coatings that go on everything from cars, trucks, and buses to guitars and football helmets. To bridges and construction equipment. That's pretty so, like, amazing. They're one of those companies that does everything. Yeah, you know? man. So, wow. Uh, that is huge. So thank you guys so much, Exalta. We do appreciate that. All right. What are we? Are we talking to our next guest yes. now? Yes. Excellent. He's got a hard out. I don't believe it. 720. Thank you. we got to make <laughs> Thank you things very much. happen because he's a mover and a shaker. Well, that's not true. In Philadelphia. <laughs> Take it easy. From NBC Sports Philadelphia. Yes. Michael Barker. Hey! So, you know what? No one's what? ever complimented me for my hard out before. I know, I know. Thank we, you. It's about time. Is that, is that, is that true? There's it's a true. legitimate It's a big out. out, yes. So what constitutes a hard out? Well, I mean, it's all in the timing. You know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just come depends on. on how much you want to ignore the people talking to you. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry? <laughs> his, uh, he's here with his daughter. And, uh, yes, and my daughter, Emily. has some things oh, that's okay. going on. Exactly. Yeah, over there. Emmy, raise your hand. There she is. The pride of Syracuse University and Villanova University. Diversity. Is it the daddy daughter breakfast today? Is it da- yeah, yes, yeah. It, yes, it is. We're going to IHOP. You just ruined it. You just. Uh, Emily is fourteen. No, I'm kidding. She is twenty-five years old. Just turned. 
25 years 25 old. 25 years old, and uh, she is studying for her master's at Villanova. Wow. Very yes. nice. Wow. Very yes. nice. How old is your it, son? It, uh, my son is 21, just turned. Okay, because I met them. We were all at Ruby's he, Diner yes. at the King of Prussia Mall, and uh, and you guys were all there, and I came over, and I bothered you. I Never. asked you to pay for my bill. I did. Uh, Ruby's but Diner, that's where you take, like, little kids to go. Yeah, so we were. So I was there with my small children, and these guys were... A little bit older, but still yeah. children at the time. And your son's 17 now? He is 14 so, now. Oh, 14. Yeah. Unbelievable. Which is 17 minus 3. It, that's yeah, it. Uh, which that is, is 4. Which is, which <laughs> By the way, I miss that Ruby's Diner at Me the King of Parsons Mall. I used to love going in there. I like the burgers. Their yeah. shakes were fantastic. I'm a little upset about Can it. Can I tell you a little story? Please. Yeah. We're on our way up here, and I'm waiting to hear the gang. They're Hall of Famers. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we're listening. We're driving for five minutes. It's music playing. And Motley Crue. Girl. Did you play that? I probably no, yeah. not today though. Oh, no, I just, I'm just we have okay. played it in our career. So here, so here, so here's the point. We're ten minutes. We're still this. Van Halen's playing. Ten, ten more minutes. I'm like, well, they, these people don't talk at all. For goodness sakes, I'm listening to the sub channel, the HD2 uh, yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm looking. At, oh my god! I know. So, so I turn, I'm like, oh, where are they? So I hit HD1, and there you were. And then, well, then I pulled into the parking lot. You're, you're, that's your, your grasp of telecommunication. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm not a Hall of Famer. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, yes. I'm sorry. You should be. By the way, do you, you, are you, do you write HOF, you know, 21 on your microphones yes. when you do a signing? Absolutely you know, not. You, uh, you have to. Or on your headphones? Our oh. gold microphones are being mailed to us. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, do you get a gold microphone? We actually got the award we got. Was, I saw was, that. Uh, it, that sucker weighed a lot. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's the for the whole show, obviously, they, but we're the only two that got it. They spelled my name wrong on it, Michael. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. Well, they spelled Elliot with two T's, and it they, was, or with, with one T, and they put two T's. It was actually there. Preston Barcan, it said on the award. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I arranged that. By the way, who was the master of ceremonies? Uh, a guy named Jonathan Brandmeier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Long Johnny B. Jockey. Johnny B with a loop. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, he should never do it again. <laughs> yeah, he screwed that... Thing up, man. He, he, I, I'm, I'm waiting for Rob McElhaney to introduce you, dudes. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, "Hey, by the way, as you're going back to your seats to grab that dessert. Here's Rob." I know. No, that, there, there's something when you listen. I, I understand playing it off the cuff, but you should at least have the progression of the. But he's a, he's a legend. He's a nice yes, guy. He and he's going to be nice. He is, but uh, you know what? He did? it pissed me off. He dropped the stupid throwing the sno uh, snowballs at Santa hey. joke, to, to, and I got I got angry at yeah, it. Yeah, I, mean, I did that's, too. That's laziness. I did. It, it is. He apologized. To me later on that evening, really? we were over at the Marriott Bar, and I went over and I saw him, and I started talking. He's like, "Oh man," he's like, "I can't believe I did the Santa Claus snowball thing." He was really Good. like coming down on himself about it, Good. and I was like, "Ah, you know, yeah, don't worry about it." It's kind of the the default go to thing. We certainly have been over it forever. Yeah, yeah. I know. In yeah. the yes. video, in the video, when when you hear him say that, you hear Nick from the back of the room go, "Hey!" Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. As you should have. Thousand times louder than that. I was actually I was on his show in 1990, right before the Fog Bowl at Soldier Field. Wow. I went out there. It was at Channel Three at the time, and uh, they asked me to come on the show, get a Philadelphia uh, perspective, and I went on. We had a good time. He's a nice guy. Screw no, that he, up. Though. So he's a very nice guy. What can be done to put that so so people don't even mention that anymore? So yeah. that, do we do something that's even worse that will eclipse that? Yes, worse. Do we never yeah. hear that again, well, we, or is there any kind of vomit? 
vomiting on a kid in the stands, right? Yeah, that's, well, that's hang on. Child's play. Kathy says that she can restore uh, yes. reputation. We need an Eagles yes. fan to beat up the ice cream man. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be a, that would be a new low. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if there's anything else we can do because that has stuck with us for so long. And it's not that bad. No, and you know what? That's the thing. I was thinking, like, it doesn't bother me. To me, I I find it a little bit funny. It wasn't yeah. actually Santa Claus, right? Well, that's, that's it. What I mean, like, it's just okay. The the Eagles fan or the Phillies fan threw the snowball at, at Santa. Like, that's funny. Yeah, if it was just an Eagles fan throwing a snowball at Santa, but it was a guy that was dressed up in a Santa outfit. <laughs> right. Okay, and you was, can't do that if you're Santa. It was a crummy Santa outfit. He he looked like crap, and he was drunk. Yeah, and so he was a bad Santa, and so Eagles fans were bored. <laughs> yes, and not making excuses for throwing snowballs at Santa Claus, no, but like it's no. such a it's such an old rote lazy story and, and a, a crummy way to make. There are plenty of ways to make fun of Philadelphia. Come up with a better well, one than that. And we haven't had a... There hasn't been a real big fan uh, faux pas in a few years, has there? Like, no. Oh, no, yeah, there was. They, they threw popcorn at uh, Russell Westbrook last year when and he was coming up the court. No, yeah. I was thinking of something else. Oh, wait. What the were guy, you thinking? The guy, no, the I guy really don't want to say. The guy eating horse crap? Yeah. yeah the, the lawyer giving the finger? No. no. <laughs> he was a doctor. That's good. These are all good. I'm making these for my list. You right? remember that? I'm going to show them on pregame tonight. You're helping me make the list. The, yeah. No. It was the... Bra- remember the Flyers gave out the bracelets before the oh. game? Hello? Yeah, right. Yeah, that was yeah. Bad. That was and they threw him on the ice. Okay, and then well, you know, I have a, uh, an embarrassing question. Uh, Nick McElwain, because I, I, <laughs> Hall of Famer. Uh, well, yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> you know it. I uh, I'm confused and a little embarrassed by Ben Simmons at this point. I, I I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's up to. Kathy and I were talking about it before the show this morning, and it, it's just this. I've never experienced a situation like this in Philly with an athlete like this. We just don't really know what's going on. What, what's your take on it? Well, one, I've never experienced a situation like this in the NBA. I, I'm trying to at recall. All. I'm, yeah, at all. Yeah. I, I'm, maybe it's happened before that a, that a guy has said outwardly, I'm not going to play for this team. It's happened in the NFL. There have been players in the NFL that have skipped entire seasons and said, I'm not playing for you and have forced to trade either after the contract has expired, they've signed with another team or forced to trade ultimately to another team. That's happened in the NFL. Has not happened in baseball. Has not happened in hockey. That I'm aware of. Certainly not this big. Ben Simmons is the first player that I can recall that has said, I'm not playing for you, and I'm not showing up, and I want to be traded. And, uh, you know, so far, he's holding them to it. The problem is that they're playing pretty good without him. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. My, my, my big issue with it, though, we, we've seen probably guest on the show, Lane Johnson, um, and what has happened with him with regard to his mental illness and his anxiety. He's taking medication for it. Same with Brandon Brooks, his line mate. They have been public about this. And Lane Johnson missed three games because he went off his medication and he, it was like withdrawal sy- symptoms. That's serious meds that you're on when you have any kind of mental issue. Yeah. This, is all, this has all been reported, and he has spoken about this publicly. And I contrast that with what's going on with Ben Simmons, who shows up at practice one day and reportedly says to Doc Rivers, the head coach, and his teammates, his soon-to-be former teammates, we hope, say, I'm, men- I'm mentally unprepared to play. I'm not mentally prepared to play. Okay, take care. I'll be sitting over here getting my $30 million <laughs> right. and, and uh, you know, 
just call me when the trade happens. And the Sixers now probably are grappling with whether or not they should continue to pay this guy. They did not pay him initially when he sat out from camp because you got to be there. You can't just say I'm not playing and not come to camp and, and expect to receive millions of dollars. So they withheld the first payment, which I believe was approximately like eight mil. All of a sudden he got to camp real fast, you know. And and, um, and what, what, what do you what do you think the the, the, the long term because you're saying you have not seen anything like this ever? Yeah, uh, so, uh, so not in the NBA. I don't recall. It, it. Is this going to then uh, um, precipitate the the, the rewriting, rewriting of contracts and Good. and all of that? To, to, in other words, provisions that accommodate for behavior like this since it's never been encountered. Uh, please, the court, Your Honor, yeah. if I may. <laughs> Um, I think I think what what's going to happen is it's the collective bargaining agreement right. between the NBA Players Association and the the NBA and the owners. And in that collective bargaining agreement, it stipulates that if a player shows up and says, "I have any kind of mental issue," that they have to keep paying the player, and the player can get the mental issue evaluated. The problem is the Sixers treated Ben Simmons for his back, and Ben said, yeah, that's good. This is, this is all recently. Uh, treated you for your back, that's good, right. but, but not, no, you're not treating me for my head. Not doing that. Huh. I'm going to go seek the NBA Players Association, and I'll go get remedy through that, and the Sixers just want to know what the heck is going on. You know, can you at least give us a little uh, insight as to how you're feeling, what's happening? There was a reported conversation that Simmons had with Daryl Morey. Uh, reportedly, it did not go great, and you would think that they're already in a bad spot. You yeah. think it's heading for a collision course. It seems ridiculous. Yeah, so I mean, what are ridiculous? Yeah, what are our, our uh, best options? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the court recognizes. Yes. Yeah. Um, what are our best uh, perspective options with him moving forward? You look at like a team like the Trailblazers who aren't doing well. They're three and five at this point. They're like, do we want to hope that they continue to lose and Dame wants out? And then so that, you know, drives his value up or down and you know because what i don't want to see happen is i don't want to see us not only trade ben simmons but also lose a couple of our younger guys i like matisse on this team i like tyrese on this team i don't want to see those guys go in addition to ben simmons so what are our best options at this I, point? I think if you want to get an all pro like damian lillard you have to give up more than ben simmons but from Portland's perspective, I have heard through channels that Portland thought that it was laughable that they were going to give up Damian Lillard for just Ben Simmons. We know that that's not going to happen. I don't know if the Sixers, they, they would have to give up something substantial to get Damian Lillard. And talking to Jimmy Lynham, former Sixers coach, now my partner on, on uh, Sixers pre and post game, Mark Jackson, former Sixer from Temple University, they both said they would do the deal. That's how special and transcendent that Damian Lillard is. Is. But but the question is, will Portland pony that up? And there's also a report that Damian Lillard, that the Lakers are looking at Damian Lillard, and the Lakers have a lot of firepower. They, when, you know, when you uh, uh, this is a report, Nick. Thank you. A, re a reporter <laughs> question. Uh, you'll you'll see in reports, you know, uh, John Clark or, or Michael Barkan or whatever will say John Clark, who does an awesome job, great, and a great reporter. And and so when uh, unnamed sources are cited in an article. 
Who is that? I mean, I'm not asking for names, obviously, but like, are you Kathy? Kathy. Is it it's me? No, I was going to say it's me. Don't, <laughs> don't it? just say it's Kathy. I want to be the unnamed source. I already have my new business created, and I'm yeah. the source. But yeah, yeah it's she's called unnamed sources. You can cite Kathy Romano, but like, if it, you know, is it like an assistant to the GM? Like, what are these back channels <laughs> that people are citing? Yeah. Is it not back channels, and it's just it's the main people saying? It's not coming from me right now. Yeah, it all depends on who needs to get the, the news out, who needs to get their side out. And, and it could be, uh, could be a coach, it could be a general manager, it could be a general manager from another team. That's a coach an age-old process, team. right? It's, yeah. it's called circular reporting. Yeah. You float it out and then say, oh, look. Well, no, no, no. no. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you can, you can go with something that's completely unsubstantiated right. or something that's completely wacky. You know, LeBron James coming to the, to the Sixers. That's ridiculous on its face. And you can, Are you breaking you, that story I'm here I'm going to break it right now. <laughs> LeBron is coming here. Right? You make sure you spell my name right. It's E-L-L-I-O-T. <laughs> Bingo. Reported it exclusively to 93.3. <laughs> now, you know, it, it goes through. No one's going to give you their name unless they're, unless they're sure. Look, when, when uh, Joel Embiid said I, I, something along the lines of, you probably remember, I, I, I don't want to be around that guy. Right, or, yes. Remember right. what he said? It was, it was at training camp. Yep. And um, so he said that his own self, and that, that was pretty powerful. But I think if you're, you're looking for information from unnamed sources, it could be anyone. Okay. And really, it's, it's, the, um, it's the reporter reporting it. You want to make sure that... that uh, they are credentialed enough that they will make sure that it's not well, from somebody's mother. Let me ask you because that used to be the thing. You you would you would get somebody who would, you wouldn't roll with something unless you could get, you would get someone to go on the record and 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 be that person. But now it's it's kind of standard to, to just. Okay, an names, anonymous, source. An, 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 anonymous sources gets it done, or and a I source think, close to the exactly. Yeah, the, we we use it all the time. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Does anybody aim really low with their source, like you know the janitor? Or, yeah, you know. I mean, I can't believe you said that. We walked in the other day, came upstairs, so it said Mike the guard said that there's a <laughs> yeah Mike the the front office guard the security guard said and blah 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 is going to happen, and we're all on, we're all on the phone. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Mike, Mike the guard is reporting. But you know, that's, that's your unnamed source. That's my, uh, hey, hey, Michael, come here. Can, can I see in your office? Yeah. Where did you get this information? Mike the guard. Well, Mike the guard. I well, mean, he is, he is unparalleled. He's a beyond reproach. This guy knows what's going on. Let me tell you. Don't, don't you tell me Mike the guard doesn't know. The old and, reporters, though, the old, like, like gossip reporters. and the old, Well, that, would, no, that's a different but that's story. Different, but you, they'd pay off doorman. They'd pay off, you know, what, whatever to get that story. So, you know. There have been people in the media in this city who have gotten in a lot of trouble yes. for reporting something True. either before it was confirmed or their unnamed source was in, you know, that act. Reliable actor. enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, and that's the thing. It better be reliable because ultimately if the topic is a little dicey or a lot dicey, then the party you're reporting on can sue and, and can win millions of dollars. And so you've got to be careful um, in, in substantiating your okay. sourcing. It's, it's very important. Like, like uh, the, the story Barkan has had has a hard out at 20. Hard out yes. at 20. What time is it? 13. Uh, 13. It's We're good. 13. No, no actually... I reported Morrison and Elliot slept with trophies on the other night. <laughs> <laughs> That's we true. That. We did. Yes. We did. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. Pictures. <laughs> I, have, I have photos. Uh, actually, yes. we do need to break because we have another message coming up in a That's little while. Right. So we're, we're, we're giving you some ample time. You're giving your father daughter 
Connor time. For exactly. Come on, yeah, back, so. in, back in the car. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but you're a you're a tradition at this event. Yes. We always have you out well, here. You always come out when we ask, and it's a wonderful thing. Well, I love you all, and everybody out there loves you all as well. It's because what you do for our community and bringing it not just this time of year. And I love Camp Out for Hunger, and, and also in all seriousness, Rob McElhenney's uh, introduction to you all in the in the Hall of Fame was a beautiful thing. You, and I, I was half waiting for him to like start cracking up or saying something silly, <laughs> yeah. and he just kept it straight. And no. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Oh, and awesome. he speaks for all of us in, in, in saying that this program is such a part of the fabric of Philadelphia, and what you do for Phil Abundance and everything else is so special. And uh, I do. I love you all. And uh, I wouldn't get up at uh, <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning for anybody. For anybody. I know. Do not ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. We appreciate love it. You. Yeah, thank we you. We love you. Much. Michael Barkhead, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Thanks, buddy. All right. With that, we need to dive right into the bizarre file. Jason, hit it if you will, please. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Iron Hill Brewery's top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers. They are now available everywhere. The craft beer is sold locally. You can visit ironhillbrewery.com and click Beer Finder uh, to find a retailer near you. Okay, this guy's day went from bad to worse. This is this is horrible. This is You can't even believe this actually happened. A man has reportedly died in Brazil after jumping into a lake to escape bees only to be drowned and eaten by piranhas. No! Jesus Christ. No! And he had a winning lottery ticket in his pocket. Like an Alanis Borset song. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't it ironic? Yes. The, and then think? he found a fly in his Chardonnay. Uh, the 30-year-old was fishing with friends when he jumped into the farm lake on oh. Sunday. Uh, a firefighter who performed the rescue said that the carnivorous fish had disfigured the man's face and other parts of his body. Uh, his body was found uh, about four meters from the shore. It's not yet known if the attack came before or after the man's death. So I he, hope after. He may have drowned and then they started yeah. feeding on him. I don't know. I'll keep my fingers crossed. Uh, the man's friends also jumped into the water, but they swam to safety. There are about 30 piranha species in the world. All live in uh, South America's Amazon River Basin, and fatal attacks on humans are relatively rare. The truth of the matter is, and you've seen it, Preston, if they're not hungry or it's not a feeding time, you, they're pretty benign. Yeah, that's it. They have to be in frenzy mode for that type of thing to happen. Uh, runners can power through most obstacles when on a marathon. However, uh, one runner suffered a particularly messy situation that would have sidelined a majority of runners and prevented them from finishing a marathon. Tamara... Torlikson is a trooper. During a marathon, uh, Torlikson had to go to the bathroom. She had to poop, but she powered right through it, and not only, uh, not only, not only finished the, the, not only finished the marathon, but also posted her best time ever. She had her best time, but she had a little bit of afterburner going on. Uh, the event was the Mountains to Beach Marathon, which starts in Ojai, California, and then ends in Ventura. It's, it's, it's pretty common, though, like with people urinating in a, in, a, in a marathon, right? Well, yeah, and they'll definitely do it right beforehand. Yeah. Uh, Torlikson was participating in her sixth race of the 26.2-mile distance and her first chance since having a baby. Uh, she was confident in her training and felt that she was going to wipe out the competition, possibly, possibly even finishing second. Uh, she said, I knew I was really in good shape, and then the unthinkable happened. Uh, she had an accident that would stall her around mile 13. <laughs> Around mile 13, nature called. While on pace to set a personal best, she had to poop. 
She said, I thought, I don't know if it's possible to do this while running, but I will try. That is not a sport for me. She said, I didn't want one poop to mess it all up. Well, the bowels of the 31-year-old betrayed her uh, mid-marathon. Oh. She was uh, the victim of a shark attack. Uh, without missing a stride, she released all that was holding her back. She said, it just came out, and I felt a lot better. It's a sort of a fight-or-flight sort of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, then she continued her movement. Her bowel movement. She didn't believe anyone noticed her soiled drawers. Yeah, right. Uh, but even if they did, she didn't really give an S, is exactly what she said. She added that marathoners don't judge. Well, don't the people behind you start to move back a little bit? Yeah, it might help you. Yeah. Uh, we used to watch the Boston Marathon at about mile 23, and you you would count and look for the... Is that right? Yeah, and, and we made a joke of it, calling it the brown badge of courage. But, like, you would see particular runners running by and at that point in the marathon it was pretty damn evident. Aren't there people along the route who eventually start complaining because oh, that too. the runners will defecate yeah. on their lawns and yeah. stuff? Yep. Uh, when she neared the finish line uh, as though she were a three-year-old, she triumphantly announced to her friends, I pooped my pants. <laughs> uh, in the end, she finished uh, the marathon in three hours and seven minutes. Her That's fastest marathon by one minute and twenty seconds. Well, maybe so. she needs to keep doing that. Helped her. Yep. Uh, a man who disguised himself as a woman to throw acid over his ex-girlfriend has been jailed for 15 years. Uh, Milad Ralph uh, was sentenced after pleading guilty to count one of applying a corrosive fluid with intent. Ralph used a costume to disguise himself as a black woman of a larger build and went to the home of his ex-girlfriend in Brighton, Sussex, South England. When she opened the door, he handed her a note as, as she read it, and then he threw sulfuric acid in her face. Just diabolical. The acid was so concentrated, it scorched the paintwork off of the woman's front door. Jeez. A criminal investigation led uh, police to search Ralph's home. It revealed a shopping list detailing what he needed for the costume as well as the costume itself. Uh, Dr. Alui, who is the ex-girlfriend of Roof and victim of the attack, said she fears for her future after Ralph had robbed her of her career and young adult life. All right, one more story. Uh, and this is a terrible, terrible one to end on, but a sacrifice story. An, an employee at a San Diego zipline course did not hesitate to spring into action when he spotted a woman struggling on the popular attraction, ultimately sacrificing himself to save her life. Oh, this wow. is amazing. Man. Yeah. Joaquin Romero was working Saturday on the receiving end of the La Jolla Zip Zoom zipline shortly before suffering his fatal fall. A witness said that he was helping a woman get hooked onto a platform that she suddenly started to slide back out onto the line. When he could not stop her, he latched onto her harness and had been to bring her back to safety. So he thought he was just going to latch on and pull her back. But instead, they were both dragged off the platform out into the middle of the zip line, and they were dangling about 100 feet above the ground. And Romero's friend believes that he intentionally let himself drop because he feared their combined weight would snap Whoa. the line and leave them both injured. Uh, the zip line can reportedly hold up to 250 pounds. Uh, he was airlifted to the hospital and was pronounced dead on Monday morning. It's, uh, it's incredibly heroic. All right, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, are we? Yeah, we're supposed to have a uh, guest on. Uh, yeah. All right, I was waiting uh, for uh, another donation that uh, that we're going to get, uh, and I like, I like the donations. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Let's um. We're going to thank somebody? Yeah. All right, we can do that. I would like to uh, thank our hourly sponsor. Uh, this hour of the Camp Out for Hunger is sponsored by Campbell's Chunky Soup. Oh, yeah. That eats like a meal, of course. And Campbell's has been a big supporter of the Camp Out yeah. for Hunger. Yeah. 
for a number of years, which is cool. And uh, we might actually speak to somebody from Campbell's a little bit later on uh, because they always make uh, generous donations. Uh, speaking of people that have been helping out for a number of years, our next guest has uh, supplied us with a place to live for a few days for a long time now. And we are happy to welcome, because we, Steve and I live in this RV right behind the tent. Uh, White Horse RV is the donator, and we'd like to welcome our friend Dave Munyon. Yeah. Dave is our go-to guy. How you doing, Dave? Well, Preston, thank you. How many years now we've been hanging out together? Um, with White Horse RV, it's been 14 years. 14, 14 years. And then yeah. we knew you even before that, probably. Yes, uh, I think that was another eight. Wow. So the, the camp out really hasn't existed without you guys, yeah. uh, you know, poning up for us and helping us out. It's It's been great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we're pretty stupid because we need you to show us how to work the front door on this thing. Okay? It's all good, man. We have no idea. We can, it, this thing has so much high tech in it. I the know. one thing we can't figure out the is the door. door. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just yeah. us. It's definitely I, us. I opened it up and the screen door is there and I'm like, how did that happen? Uh huh. Yeah. But, you know, you know that. You've been dealing with us forever. That's all. Yeah. I called Dave, I don't know how many times. Dude, I can't fix it. I can't push it. I keep pushing this button and I'm doing it. And he's like, well, it's because you're not supposed to push this. You're supposed to turn that. <laughs> oh, it was great the oh. other night. Preston, you're in you're in the in the bedroom there, and, and, and I hear, what was that? I know. <laughs> Hit the wrong button. But when you own these things, yeah. you know your way you around. You know your way we're around. Just, you, yeah. And they bring in different models each year. This one, by the way. I think interior-wise is the coolest-looking one you guys have given us. Oh, I'm glad you like it. It's got kind of like this older, distressed uh, wood in it. Yeah. And it looks, oh, yeah, that, yeah. That's that's called the modern farmhouse. The modern yeah. farmhouse. Yeah. I like it. Cool. Yeah, we're actually raising corn back there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Uh, so, Dave, you've uh, you got some news for us? Um, well, yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations on your uh, nomin- or uh, induction to the Radio oh, Hall of Fame. Thank, thank you. you. Super well deserved. We appreciate it. And that. it's so great to be back here and see faces. Yes. Um, Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Most definitely. Um, so I, I can remember back before uh, when we first got involved, and um, we were loading up some canned goods into the RV before it came over, and uh, it was it was cool, and it was a it was a proud moment. Yeah. You know, it was it was good to see it. Um, through the years, we've partnered with Phil Abundance, and really were able to amplify our donation. Uh, last year, we donated just about uh, 35 tons. Wow. And um, wow, I forgot about that. So, of course, we always want it better. Uh, this year made it a little tougher because, uh, as you know, things got a little bit more expensive. But we did rally the troops. And this year, we're donating 102,980. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Preston fired invisible confetti just yeah, now. No, I hit the confetti yeah, button yeah. and it didn't happen. But that's okay. That's, that's awesome. confetti worthy. 102,000, almost 103,000 pounds so of food. So even though yeah. you're fighting uphill, you, you bested yourself what, what uh, by almost uh, twice, three times? That's over 51 tons of food, Dave. That's uh, yeah, unbelievable. 51 and a half tons. That's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. Thanks. It's like three tractor trailer loads. They did the math. Wow. <laughs> How many people work at White Horse? Any idea? Uh, about 35, 40. Okay. The fact that they pull that all together and do that, obviously, I'm sure you let them know how grateful we are for oh, the absolutely. effort. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Great, great crew. Yeah, that's awesome. All staff. And how, how, besides that incredible donation, how is, how is the industry doing? How is business in general? I know that we were reporting on the fact that a lot of people, as all this was happening, finally got introduced to the world of what you offer, and we're loving it. Yeah, sales have been brisk. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of folks got into RVing 
last year as something to do. But I think a good portion of those folks were thinking about it anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I think the COVID was just that final little push in the back. Um, right now, we've got supply chain issues, which, you know, every industry is going through. But uh, we'll we'll forge through and we'll be a, we'll come out on the end. Okay. Nice. Awesome. Right. How do people uh, contact you guys at White Horse RV? What's the easiest way to do that, Dave? Uh, you can reach us at uh, 856-262-1717 and 24 hours a day at whitehorserv.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. We can't thank do this you. without you, man. We appreciate it. That's Dave Bundy awesome. everybody. White Horse RV in New Jersey. They've been a part of this whole thing from the very, very beginning. It's God, excellent. Yeah. All right, let us take a break. Come back in a second. When we return, uh, there's a band that's making its way back in town playing a show at the Fillmore uh, in January, and that was Dirty Honey. We're going to talk to Mark LaBelle, the lead singer, and we'll get into some other things. And then, uh, we eventually are going to do a listen. I think we got enough here to do our, our game we're going to do oh, later on. I think on, we do, yeah. Uh, with Skelly Amusements outside. So we'll take a break. More of the Camp Out for Hunger coming up on MMR. Stay with us. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without all our sponsors. They make it happen. We couldn't do it without them. 93.3 WMMR. Highlighting our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger happen. Hello, Preston and Steve Show. This is Tony Monaco with Xfinity Live. This will be the ninth year we have hosted Camp Out for Hunger, and we are just as excited and proud to be a part of it now as we were nine years ago. It's an honor to be involved with the largest food drive in the country. So thank you to you, your team, Phil Abundance, and everybody who donates for your tireless efforts to combat hunger. You guys rock. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com. This message brought to you by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Uh, you know, one of the things we've been able to do, and we actually started doing it last year, uh, were Zoom interviews uh, from the Camp Out for Hunger. And uh, this year we decided to hang on to that, even though we now have the ability to you know, have people in person and sure. go down and, and hang. But it was such a nice touch uh, last year. We've already had an a, a awesome group of people that have checked in. Uh, we have another great guest that is joining us today on the heels of the Camp, or not the Camp Out for Hunger, from the uh, um, MMRBQ that we had this summer. And that was a return as well, getting yeah. back into the swing of things. Man, they were so great. They were great. We were, we got to you know being on the staff, we get the uh, the privilege of being in the uh, the backstage area and the side stage when the performances are going on. So we popped up uh, to see these guys perform on the side of the stage, and it, it was one of the rare bands where you can actually hear the band when you're on the side of the stage because usually people have these in-ear monitors you can't hear. These guys had old school what we called side fills. So it sounded like we were in the front row as we were sitting on the side watching this band play. They're awesome. They had played two gigs within just a couple of days this summer. Uh, They're out with the Black Crows. They're coming back to town again at the Fillmore in January. Ladies and gentlemen, from the band Dirty Honey, please give some love to Mark LaBelle. What's up? What's up, Mark? How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm actually uh, sitting in a very, very piccola piazza in Orte, Italy right now. Oh, so you're in I'm, Italy uh, right I now? I just enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm in Italy right now. So uh, 
All the Philly Italians can be jealous <laughs> at the moment. Plenty of them. I mean, the, the, he's sitting outside of a cafe in the middle of this Dude, little town. It looks gorgeous. It's yeah. so great. Yeah, we have, a, we have, obviously, we see on the Zoom, he's got these gold-mirrored sunglasses. His hair is flowing in the Italian air. You look like Fabio. God, you're living the life, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's a very small town, so um, finding Wi-Fi was tricky, but we got it done. Ah, nice. Hey, well, listen, coming back to Philly again, obviously, this city is digging what you guys are doing. You're building this really cool relationship with this town. Tell us a little bit about your impression of, of the Philadelphia area from the times that you've been here. Well, I mean, so it'll be the second time playing the Fillmore, but um, honestly, doing doing the MMRBQ this year, that was one of the highlights of my summer, right up there with Red Rocks and playing a hometown show at the LA Forum, so it's uh, it's a special place, and I had a, I think I had two days off in Philly um, the last time around, and loved walking around Rittenhouse, and it's just a really, it's a really special town, I have family there, so um, it's an important place to go, and MMRBQ is, MMR is, is one of the few stations that I would say is playing rock and roll, not just hard rock music so it's a it's a classic uh one of a kind rock and roll station that you know you really only hear them in like philly detroit maybe la anymore so we very much appreciate you guys well i thought that well we appreciate you we're we're just happy the music you're putting out and and also your connection to the town and our station and there was a special moment that happened uh at the mm barbecue your bass player justin uh, got up and <laughs> yeah. sang with cheap tricks, saying surrender. <laughs> uh, he seemed giddy about that, man. He was admittedly very confused after that because he didn't know that whole end of the song routine that they do, the uh, we're all all right thing. Yeah, yeah. And so we're watching him on the big screen just kind of uh, confused as to what to say. And he, d- he never sings anyway. That was a totally spur-of-the-moment thing with Jackie Bam Bam. So, uh <laughs> we got a good laugh out of that. Mark, uh, this is Nick. I love following you guys on, on Instagram. I don't know who runs the account for the band, but uh, Dirty Honey's Instagram account is, is a terrific follow. And um, got, uh, you guys travel a lot and, and post really cool photos from wherever you're going. Last year, when you guys shot the video for California Dreaming, I think you did it in the Alabama Hills in the shadow of uh, Mount Whitney in California. Is that right? Yeah. Good, good call, man. Yeah. Exactly. It's a, it's a really that cool... was one of the many locations. Yeah, it's a cool spot. And so um, I, I think the, the band values the fact that you guys are on the road as much as you are. You, you've done it in, you know, Sequoia uh, Forests, and, and now you're in Italy. And it just seems like you guys, the, the road obviously can be a grind, but it seems like you guys kind of enjoy being out there as much as you are. Yeah, I mean, you know, you wait so long as a band to get the opportunity to tour. And, and obviously, once that happens, you, you want to take advantage of it. But, you know, I always travel on my own anyway, in addition to touring. And now that uh, countries are open to travel and, and tourism again, it's nice to get out of, of the states, you know, that, that we've been holed up in for two years. But I was getting out quite a bit during COVID anyway as well, so. Hey, uh, I wanted to mention this about something I saw at uh, the MM Barbecue. Mark was, um, I, you know, while you guys are playing these these bigger venues, these uh, these theater halls, and, and now you know some of the sheds like the like you did for the MM Barbecue. I think your drummer Corey still thinks that you guys are a bar gig band because. I saw him breaking down his own drum kit after you guys were done. You went off and you're doing lead singer stuff, and he's over there breaking down his cymbal stands, putting his stool away, packing up his snare drum. I felt so bad for him. I walked over and I told him what a great drummer he was. Uh, he he wasn't he wasn't 
unkind, but he was like, thanks, man. I got to put my crap away now. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the attitude I got from him. Why was he breaking down his own drums? I, I heard that anecdote on the, the show the next morning. I heard you talking about that and played it for him. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're still an indie band. So, you know, we try and keep the crew minimal. Um, we like it that way. But, uh, you know, he obviously really appreciates and, and loves his kit and takes very good care of it. Right. But, um, yeah, we, we, for the most part, are on our own. But after after that show, that was the first show that we were really on our own again after the Black Crows tour had ended. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we got used to having a, a really official and great crew with, with the Crows taking care of our stuff. And that was the first gig that, you know, we were going out on our own again gotcha. with. So. Hey. He was uh, he was the uh, the king of his land again. <laughs> nice, Mike. I wanted to ask you. We we did just play California Dream. It's such a great song, and Nick had mentioned here a second ago. But I have to say, when it, when I first saw before hearing the song, the title, I'm like, that's already taken. I know that yeah. song. Yeah. That's the Mamas and Papas. Yeah. What did that ever cross your mind when you guys were writing that song and going with that of title? Of course. And I struggled with it for for a while titling it that because obviously that's the, the obvious comparison so yeah it's an iconic tune but i mean did uh, did that um I, it, you don't run into any trouble like that i mean you can have a title of something that's the same as another song right yeah you can't copyright a title right okay. as far as i know right. okay as far as we know you're you're good to go <laughs> um, you know i it, could be in serious legal trouble and not know it but well, <laughs> as it, far as i know ignorance I, is bliss right i was yeah. wondering if it might have been a tactic you know somebody might try to download california That's dream good. from the mamas and papas and yes. ended up with this one because i was going to write a song called imagine yeah yeah and see if that would <laughs> go get for it. some downloads well no yeah. I, I so mark i wanted to ask I you wish, about... i wish i was that smart yeah. <laughs> no i wanted to ask you about your next single coming out called uh, it's uh, Stairway to Heaven, right? Right. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, can I ask about, uh, well, so you're touring with Mammoth, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah. Uh, had you, did you, ha, did you meet them at the MM Barbecue or, or, you know, how did that, that come about? We know some of the guys in the band already from touring with Slash's band, um, but we, we didn't actually get to meet and talk to Wolfgang until we played a show together down in Oklahoma City. They were really um, locked down with, COVID protocol being on the, the uh, Guns N' Roses tour. I think we had two completely different experiences this summer. I was I was waking up to Chris Robinson telling me like he was going to strip clubs in Atlanta, you know, and <laughs> Axl Rose, you know, is is completely locked down and scared of COVID. So we um yeah, we had a little bit of a different uh summer. But yeah, we finally met in Oklahoma City. He's super nice, obviously incredibly talented. And um, like I said, we already knew some of the other guys in the band. So it's a pretty seamless working environment for for the winter. Hey, what did you guys pick up? Speaking of, uh, of Black Crows, because you have, you know, you, you mentioned uh, Chris Robinson, who's just got that soulful, bluesy, outstanding voice, similar to the type of voice that you deliver vocally. Uh, maybe not specifically him, but but what did you pick up? Uh, gigging with those guys for a while as far as, um, you know, uh, not stealing things, but listen, bands learn from other bands, front men learn from other front men, uh, maybe just how to work a crowd and so on. Did you did you pick up some, some things off that experience? I mean, it, it'd be hard not to, watching that guy every night, and, and Rich as well. The, the one thing that I definitely came away with was that the brothers are getting along great, and it's not uh, a fake uh, thing right. at all. So that that was really that was really inspiring to see. After all these years, they've definitely made amends, and it's genuine. Um, 
But yeah, watching Chris every night as a front man, he was very open about it with me. He would just be like, do whatever you have to do to win people over. I've been in, in your shoes before. I was really bummed out, actually, after our first show in Nashville because, you know, we went from a headlining tour where everybody loves you and, and sings along to every word of every song to a bunch of people sitting down and you really have to prove yourself. Mm. And fortunately, he came in and, and just said, listen... I opened for Metallica when we were huge and nobody cared. Yeah. And I had shoes and bottles thrown at me. And, you know, I don't think you had it that bad last night. So go out there, have a great time. You sing great. You look great. The band is great. Just, um, you know, don't. <laughs> he said some uh, expletives <laughs> on the radio. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, he just wanted me to, to make sure I was doing everything I could to win crowd over it. Nice. So when you completely changed my mindset you yeah. know, about the whole tour. So when you're out touring and you're you're with you know, like cuz you've seen some of the closest friends and you know brothers like you know war and and fight with each other and and one of the things that I think uh you know the, these bands will learn over time is that you definitely need your space. And, you know, so you might not have the budget to have your own tour buses or or anything like that, but you don't always have to be in the same room at the same time, all the time. You sometimes know what I mean? you go to Italy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. sometimes you just need to sit <laughs> yeah. outside a cafe by yourself. I mean, that's usually what I'm doing every morning of every day on tour, sitting outside of a cafe I'm by gonna, myself. I'm um, going to go to Italy now, yeah. Uh, but, but that's, that's, yeah, a, that's a I'm good point. The, how do you... The early point, riser of the group. Yeah, how, how do you keep... I mean, you, 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 look, you see these examples around you of bands that have been... Get on each other's nerves, you know. Do, do are you guys aware of yeah. that? Is that and and are you do you actively do it, or is it just such simpatico that you guys are not in peril of that? There was definitely some growing pains because I'm I'm kind of a loner by choice and by nature. So when we would show up in any city, I would already have the restaurant I'm going to picked out, the coffee shop, the bar, whatever. Um, and I like to go out on my own and do things. I'm very comfortable, clearly, being on my own and in foreign places and um you know the guys would kind of look at me when we would get somewhere and be like what are we doing and i'm gone i'm already gone i'm <laughs> out of here you know i i definitely need that time on my own and, and i think everybody does too and we've sort of we're at the point now where we have everybody's rhythm figured out um so at the beginning of all this we had you in the studio and you, and you tore it up it was fantastic and then you had this earth <laughs> challenging event occur yeah. that put everything into a stasis and all during that time, obviously, you were doing stuff, but, uh, you know, there had to be. They, we, every time we played any of your music, we'd be like, God, these guys were poised right right there. And uh, was there a sense of, of, of being deflated, or d did you just look at it as, as more of a challenge? Because on the other side, you're coming out strong, but you can't know that in the middle of what we just went through. How, how emotional a ride was that for you? It was definitely an emotional roller coaster, but I think everybody, I'd be lying if I, I was saying we weren't deflated on some level. We had so many exciting things going on, going to Europe and Japan and Australia for the first times. And, you know, once you, once you dive down into the music again and start writing and recording um, with, you know, some frequency and, and you start seeing that your work is creating a, a, a special record, um, you start to get optimistic again and excited. And, and I think that's what we focused on. Um, and then obviously once you start releasing music and you have tours planned and stuff, it, you're starting to come out of the other side of the tunnel and it feels good and it, and it gets exciting again. But yeah, I mean, 
we had some momentum that just hit a wall yeah. when, when all this went down. Right. Well, now things are getting back up to speed, and uh, you guys returning uh, to Philadelphia once again in January show. It's going to be on the 30th. Uh, this will be at the Fillmore. Tickets on sale tomorrow, by the way. There's pre-sale today, though, mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock. Okay, uh, and you go to WMMR.com for the details on all that, and uh, it's going to be both uh, Dirty Honey and Mammoth, Wolfgang Van Halen. They're calling it the Young Guns Tour. <laughs> and they're hitting a lot of towns, and, of course, they're, they're making it through here, which is going to be really, really cool. Mark, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on this morning while we're doing the Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, we're glad you're having a good time in Italy, and we will see you in January when you get back here. All right, man? Yeah, man. We very much appreciate MMR. Say hi to Scotty Hartnell for me, too. <laughs> yes. I was always a big fan of his. That's right. You're a big hockey <laughs> Even fan. though I was a Penguins fan. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. But uh, <laughs> I'm actually doing a charity event up in West Orange, New Jersey, with a couple of former Flyers like Scotty Upshaw and Joffrey Lupo and, oh, you know, wow. a bunch very of others. Nice. Henrik Lundqvist. Um, so it's a, it's a charity event for ALS. So I'll be, I'll be back. I'll be heading back to... Uh, the other side of the river uh, as soon as I'm done here in Italy. So. Scotty, uh, Scotty Upshaw is also going to be a part of the Flyers alumni game, which is uh, November 15th. So that's uh, Scotty Hartnell, uh, uh, Brad Marsh, yep. uh, then uh, Danny Briere are coming here today to promote that. But uh, it's really cool when the alumni continue to Wait, play games. So. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Hang on. Mark. Scott Hartnell just sat down next to me here. You <laughs> What's can up, say, fella? Oh, hey, nice. There he is. What's up, man? How are you? Good, good. Looking good from far away. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to recreate your flow, you know, from a few years ago. It's tough to do. You keep it going, though. Keep it going. Uh, I'm trying, man. You know how it is. But yeah, I always was a big fan of you, man. I loved watching you. Uh, geez, instigate fights against the Penguins for many years. So. Oh, I love it. That was my, that's the only thing I miss about hockey is the scrums after the whistle. That's <laughs> more goal. And, and Scotty Hartnell single-handedly created the greatest face-off in NHL history with uh, the, the pregame wager that happened before. I forget what game it was. It was a few years ago, though. That, that was uh, when I retired. Nashville did, a, uh, I guess, remembering Scott that Hartnell, whatever. So and, and I told both the guys that were taking the face-off, <clears throat> excuse me, let's not make this a foo-foo face-off drop. Let's, let's get after it. I got, I got 100 bucks for the winner. <laughs> so uh, so dropped the puck. And then Claude Giroux and, and uh, Roman Yossi did it as well in the fly. So that's excellent. You know, the oh, food where they just let the home team win it. I said, hey, let's go, guys. <laughs> hundred bucks on the line. The, the most intense ceremonial puck drop of all Oh, that's <laughs> the best. I love it. All right, Mark, thanks a lot, man. Let's we go. appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, Mark LaBelle, guys, Yay! from Dirty Honey. All right, guys, thank you. We will wait and officially welcome uh, Scott and Brad and Danny here in just a moment or two. Are we doing anything else in this break, or are we wrapping up? What are uh, we doing here, guys? friend from Campbell's. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh. So we will uh, we'll definitely move right along because uh, getting donations, uh, a huge part of what happens here at uh, the Preston Steve Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, so I want to make sure that I have everybody that's involved. I do have Corey Provine. Is that you, Corey? That is correct. How are you Corey. doing, Corey? Hey. I'm doing great. How are you? Director of Marketing for Campbell's. That is Correct. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Uh, listen, the uh, the continued partnership, we absolutely love it at Campbell's. We've been over to your uh, your headquarters across the way in Camden, absolutely. one of our favorite facilities to go to. <laughs> it, it is awesome. Yeah, and uh, and you know the year after year, Campbell's. You know, it actually started way, way, way back when. 
uh, when somebody made a Campbell's Soup logo uh, with the President Steve Camp Out for Hunger on it, and we were told, no, 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 no. Yeah. Campbell's is very, very protective of that image. And uh, there was a woman in a particular department who stood by it and said, no, we need to let these guys do this. It's a very important thing, and they allowed us to do it. It's huge. And it's been yeah. off and running ever since. It and has you guys been. have been a, a, a major part of it. Absolutely. And Preston's not kidding when we love the facility over there. Yes. You've got a kick ass cafeteria, as you'd well imagine. And it's a cool looking building. It's too. a cool looking it building. Cool. But, but the thing that's really cool is there is like a an on premises store yes. of all your different product lines. Exactly. And we were walking around. As like, well as gear, don't forget. Gear, yeah. You can yeah, look yeah. good too while you eat Campbell's soup. <laughs> you can be totally decked out. Uh, so, Corey, what do you, I, I see you brought a, uh, some chunky soup here with you. Is that a new flavor or something or what? So, very happy to show you our newest flavor on chunky. It is spicy chicken noodle. Oh, oh yeah. Spicy? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, as you probably know, many people love spicy foods. And so, we put a twist on oh. our top-selling classic uh, chicken noodle. Yep. And made it spicy. Is, so. is, is chicken noodle... Absolutely, by far, yeah, yeah. Product. Yeah, I always like the sirloin burger one. That's a good so, one too. Yeah, that was that. my favorite one to go to because yeah. they look like little hamburgers that you were <laughs> right. eating. Taste like them too. They yeah. even have little tiny yeah. grill marks on them, don't they? I don't. In, in the commercials, they did. I remember that. So, they do. oh my god. But yeah, you got to try this. All right, all right. Amazing. Spicy, chunky chicken noodle. Now, let me. I need to ask you this. Yes. Do we use a fork or a spoon okay. while we eat that? You can use whatever you want. A spork, okay. a, spoon, a spork, whatever. A spork like will a spork. actually get it Chopsticks, done. Chopsticks. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> it takes. Whatever it takes. Excellent. Uh, well, this continued uh, partnership uh, goes on, and we appreciate it. And you're making a donation today, Corey? Absolutely. So, okay. as you know, Camels has been dedicated to this community for many years, and we love the efforts of Phil Abundance and trying to end hunger for good. So today, very pleased to announce a 100,000-pound food donation. What? That's insane. 50 tons. Preston, the first year we did this, we wanted to raise one ton. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that's tremendous. Exactly. Where do you guys food? get all this food? Oh, yeah. I yeah we, they, they make it. Well, I'm blown away. That's, uh, that's incredible. We've had, uh, we've had donations of, of this size, and each and every time it hits, it's just like, I, I can't believe we're doing this. I can't believe this yeah, is happening. Absolutely. So, great. Beautiful thing. Uh, you know, I want to give a, a quick little shout out to uh, a woman named Joanne who works at Campbell's. And uh, so, uh, so last night, her, she came here with her son to take um, him to the Sixers game. She ended up letting her son bring a friend, and she was just going to sit here in the parking lot and wait for them to go to the game and then just kind of hang here, and I actually had an extra ticket. So I ended up sitting with Joanne for the Sixers game last night, and we hung out, and she's a great person, and she loves what she says Campbell's is a amazing company to work for. And she's been with you guys, I think, like 20 years at this point now, and she absolutely loves working for you guys. So, shout out to uh, to Joanne. There you go. I gave everyone. The people are amazing at Camels. I love going to work every day. So, just thank you for this partnership, and we're super excited to be a part of it. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Corey. You're the best. Corey Provine, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. The new spicy, chunky chicken noodle and 50 tons of food. Come it's on. Amazing. It's amazing. All right, so we will take a break and come back in a second. We had a little sneak peek at Scotty Hartnell, but uh, joining him will be Danny Briere and Brad Marsh. And a little thing we're going to do outside with listeners. We do have volunteers. Oh, yeah. They're going to be a part of it as well. So when we come back, we will roll through that. Stay with us at Camp Out for Hunger. Dana McCarr on FMR. 
Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, live from inside the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent on 93.3 WMMR. Powered by Comcast Business, powering possibilities. And now, back to Camp Out for Hunger. By the way, this hour is sponsored by friends at Dunkin', supporting the camp out with hot coffee for staff, volunteers, and donors each morning. And people can come by and grab some free Dunkin'. Yeah, to Dunkin'. Uh, the They're lifesavers. President Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. We actually have a, a person who's going to speak on behalf of Dunkin', and it's apropos because for the last several days I've been very sick. Yeah. Sick. And uh, we, you've, you've heard us mention his name many, many times. He's even popped on the air with us. Yes, he has. Yeah. And we have worked for him almost, or with him. No, oh, my God. No, he, would, he, would say, yeah. he would say we, we worked for him. him. Yeah. We've worked with him almost our entire career. Yeah, absolutely. All the way back to Y100 at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Our friend Matt Calper yeah, hey! is here. How you doing, Matt? I am fantastic. <laughs> You're not feeling sick? <laughs> you know, it's been a whirlwind of uh, a couple days. I've been uh, uh, been traveling quite a bit. So oh, have you? I'm Are a you little looking? on the tired side. Oh, All right. Well, well Preston has diarrhea, so you're still winning. I do. <laughs> Here's the good news. I got enough Duncan out there to, to you're keep me going for a keep while. Yeah. So, so Duncan is one of your clients. Uh, yes. For those who don't know, uh, Matt Cowper is, is uh, head of national sales at, uh, at WMMR. Uh, and so Cowper handles a lot of different clients, big clients, and uh, Duncan is one of them, yep. and you wanted to mention a donation uh, that they have for us today, right, Matt? Yeah, so um, Duncan and Preston and Steve Show have been uh, partners for, God, four years, four or five yeah. years. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan, which is amazing. Uh, I absolutely love the partnership. Um, before I, I announce the donation, I just real quick, I wanted to thank uh, Jessica, Abby, Melissa, Emily, and Joel for the Duncan setup outside. I mean, we get coffee literally all day, all morning, all day. A beautiful setup out there. Anybody that comes down can get yeah, free coffee. And, and the volunteers benefit from it, too, which we can't thank them enough because they're volunteering their time and they get the coffee, which helps them, you know, get through all this. Absolutely. I mean, they're just amazing partners. They get it. Um, they understand the synergies between the brand and the morning show. It is a sick partnership. <laughs> thank you, Casey. said it. <laughs> And by the way, Casey and I have known each other since freshman year of college. Yeah, so right. uh, you want to talk about like working together? <laughs> all of 1993, wow. we lived in the same dorm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. By the way, everybody, before we get this donation, help me out. Let's all chant together. You ready? Sick, 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 sick. 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 Oh, sick. Oh, and the Mandalorian oh, back there, say it. Sick. All right. <laughs> that just will never go away. That's for you. No. No. <laughs> all right. All right, so uh, on behalf of, of Duncan, all the franchisee owners uh, across the Delaware Valley who are just absolutely amazing, um, I'm happy to announce that Duncan will be providing 1,000 pounds or half a ton of coffee. Yeah! Nice. To the camp out for hunger. You got to realize how much that is. That's a, that's a lot of coffee that's grounds. That's a crazy amount of coffee. Yeah. It is, because a pound of coffee is, is not cheap. No, And no. so we're talking about, you know... Ten, like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's, it's about ten thousand dollars yeah. worth of, of coffee. Outstanding. So. We love it, and so. that that will go to great use. Uh, yes, it will as well. So thank I, you. By the way, I've uh, I said this mentioned this to Kathy. Uh, you know, I love the the Dunkin' hot chocolate. Uh, I have so they have it's it's a thicker brand of chocolate, hot chocolate. 
here, it's been like drinking hot pudding every morning. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm not mad at that. That's a dream come true. Is there an issue with that? Yeah. Uh, no. No issue at all. All right. Thank you, Matt Calper. Thanks, thank guys. Hey. Let's hear it for him. Yeah. And thanks for all you guys do. I mean, this week is absolutely amazing. You guys are crushing it. I've been listening all morning. It's entertaining. It's engaging. It's amazing. You guys are absolutely the best in the business. Thanks, thank man. you. And congratulations on the uh, Hall of Fame for radio. Or is yeah. that what we call yeah. it? Yes. Yes. Radio yes. And your trip out in Chicago, it is well-deserved, and you guys are absolutely the best. Thanks, there man. we go. Appreciate it. Matt Cord. Matt, no. Matt, no. Matt Calper. Oh. You said Matt Cord. I know. <laughs> Matt Cord is awesome, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. We saw him at the Sixers game the other night. And Matt should have left when they were applauding for him. Now there's no applause in no, the song. Applaud for Matt uh, Calper uh, again, if you could, please. And Matt Cord. Yeah. Why not? Uh, actually, we'll want to keep the applause going because we have three gentlemen who are here uh, to speak to us this morning. And they're going to participate in an event of which we have them wired up for sound for this. Uh, they are uh, alumni of the Philadelphia Flyers, names that you know very, very well. Please yes. welcome Danny Briere, Scott Hartnell, and Brad Marsh Yay! to the show. Get yourselves settled in, gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. Yo, so, yo. So, Scott, you see the guy over there with the Phillies face paint and all that stuff? On I day do. on day one, he had Flyers face paint. He's been he's been doing a different team. He's flip-flopping. Every, every day, day yeah. since he got here. <laughs> and uh, we have yet to see Eagles. That's probably tomorrow, I guess. The Union yesterday, day before that, Sixers. No, you were Sixers on the first day, then the Flyers, and then the Union. Today, the Phillies. I would imagine tomorrow will be the Eagles. And he was, he was at the Flyers game on Tuesday night and kept showing up on the Jumbotron. Because oh, <laughs> he looks great. It, yeah. you know, it was really perfect for the camera. When you guys, when you see somebody like that in the crowd when you were playing... Uh, would you guys talk about that on the bench at all? I mean, look at that dude in the, in the face paint at all. I mean, do you guys have to have conversations about stuff that's other than the game going on, right, Danny? Uh, sometimes there's guys that would stick out a little bit more than others. Uh, that's a good example. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And at, at home, you, you'd love it, right? But then yeah. you go to Pittsburgh, and there's a guy dressed up like a penguin. I'm like, what an idiot that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> look at this douchebag. <laughs> when you're dressed up in your Flyers colors, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, never. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I also love you guys and your relationship with the team uh i think the flyers have such a strong alumni representation yeah um with uh with the ambassadors and the different roles that everybody's playing and scotty now you're doing uh, uh sports on nbc sports philly yep. you've, you've taken it to the desk there brad what is your relationship uh with the team because everybody kind of holds this title with the team now uh, I, I'm president of the Flyers alumni, so I o oversee all the old guys. Oh, really? All the old guys. And it's, so it's nice to be out with these two guys on my left and right because they're a little younger. When it gets to be Joe Watson, it, it's, <laughs> tough to keep, it's tough to keep him in line, you know? There's got to be something, though, to being around ice because even the older uh, Flyers still look freaking young. Like, like it's, it's like a cryogenic thing going on. You guys all look great. Well... Well, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to avoid Joe from having to shake his hand because he nearly breaks your damn Jeez, fingers yeah, when he yeah, grabs a hold yeah. of you. Hi, Joe Watson. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, he's got and a vice grip between him and the Hound. I mean, we've got we got the best alumni around. You know. Yeah, well, it's hilarious when we have alumni games and Joe Watson plays. He still thinks it's the Stanley Cup Finals from '74. <laughs> <and 70. laughs> like, there's no losing in alumni hockey. He'll give you heck. 
next Monday night if you're not backchecking. You'll hear from Joe Watson. <laughs> well, I'm going to be cherry-picking. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> no, I'm cherry well, you'll hear about him. Yeah. You'll hear about him. <laughs> so a, a lot of alumni in the game. It's on the 15th, right? And, and, and guy, like Eric Lindros is coming down, I believe. And uh, Dan, the three of you guys are going to be a part of it. Uh, Scotty Upshaw is going to be there as well. Who else is going to be uh, making an appearance for the alumni game? Well, Rick Dockett. Right, yeah. big name. That's the whole incentive for it. It's talk yeah, and, and Holmgren, yeah. right? I got uh, my first Flyers game. Uh, it was a Flyers Capitals playoff game. Rick Tockett and Neil Sheehy got into a fight, and I was at the glass. I was in eighth grade, and it's when the games were on Prism. And so we we found the video. It, you can see me banging against the glass <laughs> as this you know chubby little thirteen year old kid. But like, oh, at one point you see Tockett just. Nail Neil right in the fi- in the middle of the face with a fist, and you see Neil's face like go! Oh! It was just oh, I, so glorious, for, right? It was glorious. Oh, it was so absolutely that's glorious. hockey for you. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of tough guys, D- Donald Brashear's coming down. It's Yikes! Really wow. Cool. It's his first time coming to a Flyer alumni event. He's very very excited about it. So uh, we got a lot of toughness. It's an alumni game. We got a lot of Dave Brown, oh. Brashear. And uh, Scotty, who's going to be? Danny Breer. Talking about toughness. No, Brashear is he was one of the scariest looking guys I've ever seen to play that game. I mean, just as far as an, an intimidating, imposing individual, you know? Riley Cote, who's Riley. fought him ah. many times. Yeah, Riley Cote. They're scary in warm up. Right, yeah. yeah. some old time. Like Dave Brown used to just patrol. You, everyone's seen a warm up, and you usually skate from your red line into behind your net to get ready. Brownie would just skate between the blue line and the red line, and the whole time he was just looking at the other team. Yeah. And if you're on the other team, you dare not make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. He had you then. Right. Yeah. My last, my last uh, alumni game, I got to play between Fridge, Todd Federick, and uh, um, Brownie, Dave Brown. So uh, play, we were playing the Flyers, uh, Warriors, and there's some guys there that wanted to test us a little bit. And I felt like the toughest guy on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, man. Brad, you were, were you the last Flyer to play without a helmet? Is that part of your, uh, one of your uh, no, bits of trivia? No. no? Actually, Craig McTavish was the last Flyer, and he was the last player in the NHL not to wear a helmet. And a side note to that, Craigie McTavish and I grew up together in London, Ontario. We played on the same minor hockey Team Southwest London Bobcats growing up, so it must have been something in the water that you know we didn't wear didn't wear the helmet. So yeah, what do, what do you when you look back at that and think of how you guys played less protected uh, back in the day? What 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 crosses your mind? Well, I don't know. You got to understand when I broke in the league in the seventies, nobody wore a helmet. Yeah, and the odd player that did wear a helmet, they were referred to as a chicken bleep. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, and so when I made the NHL, I wanted to be like my idols that I watched on t- uh, on TV. You know, the Tim Hortons and the Bobby Bonds and Alan Stanley, names that I know none of you guys have ever heard, but uh, but I wanted to be like them, so I didn't wear a helmet when I played. When I look back now, um, I, I understand the helmet's got to be worn now, but it was a different game back in the it, 70s. It's staggering, you know, again, to see the speed at which, again, I'm always stunned at your ability to process everything that's going on when you're out of the game, whether whether you're on the field for for baseball or whatever, any sport, but it's particularly hockey, which moves so fast, to process everything as it's going on. And uh, I think that is... 
unless you've been down at, at ice level as a spectator and, and have seen, you know, remember years ago they tried to add the uh, the glowing puck so that <laughs> yeah, the viewer, you, the there's just no way, there's no way to capture the speed of it. No, and, they could have used that in like the 80s when the televisions and, and everything couldn't sucked. Couldn't process, But yeah. now that we have HD, you don't need that. I wanted to ask you guys, did um, any of you or all of you happen to see the Netflix documentary about the Danbury Trashers? And uh, are you guys aware? I saw parts of it. Okay. I haven't right. seen it yet. I were want you, to watch it. Were you aware list. of it as it was actually happening in real time? So real quick. Are the, no. Oh, no. That's, uh, I was thinking that was uh, the one that um, was about the, uh, the Slapshot team, but that's not it. This no. is about a, uh, a minor league team or an, an independent team? No, it's a, it was like a minor league team that basically modeled themselves basically after Slapshot, after Slapshot yeah. and the Broad Street Bullies and, and all of that. And then it had happened as um, there was the, the NHL lockout, and so they actually were able to get Mike Rupp <laughs> Mike Rupp who had just won a Stanley Cup with the New Jersey Devils was out of work and so he ended up playing with his team and it, they, they were there was like and mafia Frank, Frank Vilois yes yeah, right oh, yeah. oh my yeah. god but there were these mafia ties attached yeah. to it Casey yeah. turned and turned me on to this documentary any hockey fan should watch it but it's it's just wild it's one series of, of weird events after another and did you guys, were you guys aware of it as it was happening? Or, okay. No, yeah. I have no clue. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. I think uh, congratulations is in order for you guys. Uh, on Thursday, you guys got inducted to the National Radio oh, Hall of Fame. That's yeah. correct, sir. Yes. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Thank so, you. That's yeah. pretty neat. It, yeah. It was. It's still, Preston, what you say, for, and I think for everybody, it, because this was right before this event, we still haven't processed it. Yeah. But uh, it, once you were there, you know, like, I assume it's the same way when you guys are around people who inspired you. We were at this event, and we're around a whole bunch of legends, and it's like, what the hell are we doing yeah. here? But, <laughs> but it was cool. We screw around all morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. That's what we do. Absolutely. But Tockett, was, was he the most recent uh, inducted into the Flyers Hall of him Fame? And, him and Paul Holmgren this okay. year. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, so what, what do you guys think about that, about yourselves and, and someday being a, uh, uh, nominated into illustrious uh, company like that? Well, go ahead, Danny. <laughs> 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 he thinks about I it. Want to go straight they'll really, to think, you, they'll really think about that. I'm sure it was the same thing with you guys. Yeah, we had no. If idea. it happens, it happens. But yeah. that, that's not you know on a day to day basis. You just kind of go about your business and do, do what you're supposed no, to. No, that's do. true because you, you, yeah. the award you get is this that, that you have this or that, that you were able to play a game that you loved and, and worked hard at it. That's the award, and then everything else is icing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the uh, the alumni game is coming up on the 15th at Nick and said this will be at the Wells Fargo Center and you can pick up the tickets at Wells Fargo Center Philly dot uh, com. Danny, are you part of the um, uh, handling the, the uh, operation of that or is, am I wrong about that? Uh, about what? The alumni game. The alumni, no, not about the alumni game. Okay. That's uh, Brad's department. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, and so it's uh, it's the Flyers Wives uh, charity that's benefit, correct? Fly- Flyers Charities and Flyers Alumni Charities. Flyers Alumni Charities. And, oh, I'm sorry, how do you guys pick the teams? Uh, <laughs> Throw a bunch of sticks the in the middle. Of doing the picking the teams right now, and uh, so we got the we got everyone coming in, and now we're going to divide the teams up. We're going to put it out uh, next. Uh, Monday, I believe, and uh, let the fans have a little fun with it. Who should be on whose team? The big question, should we finally split up Lindros and LeClaire or keep them together? Uh, who's going to be in question. net? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's going to be a great night. For those of you that saw the outdoor alumni game back in 2012 at the baseball stadium, yep. and then, of course, we had a 
alumni game for the 50th anniversary of the Flyers, and it's just a great atmosphere for all the old-time Flyer hockey fans. Yeah, there's so much fun. The, the one at the, at the ballpark was just a great time right in advance of the Winter Classic. And it's, you know, it was amazing to me to see Bernie Perrant make saves in the ballpark and hear the fans go nuts <laughs> for Bernie making a, in a, an alumni game, a practice game, an exhibition, and they still went crazy for it. Yeah, and, well, if you remembered, he stopped Ron Duguay on a breakaway. I remember. And we were all sitting on the bench, and, you know, it, 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 he's from New York. He loves Broadway. He loves the limelight. We're all thinking, okay, this hot dog's going to score. And uh, he went and he shot it right in the bread basket of, of Bernie. And the place went nuts. And so I was back talking to Bernie after he made the big save on Dugay. And he says to me, he says, Marshy ain't going to get any better than that. I'm done. <laughs> so he left the net. And I said, Bernie, where are you going? And he says, I'm done. I'm, I, and I said, you at least got to do a lap around the rink and wave yes. to everybody. So he did one lap. He waved. He went and got showered. And he came out and coached the rest of the game. <laughs> well, you know when you've hit your peak, your peak, right? That's yeah. right, yeah. So who's in net for this game? Casey was going to ask that. Who's oh, we got uh, Robert Ash. And uh, Neil Little. Okay. Um, and nice. we have uh, uh, Mike McKenna coming in from uh, from St. Louis to play. So the goaltending position is the hardest one to fill in alumni hockey because they're crazy enough to stop 100-mile-an-hour shots <laughs> when they played. Who the heck wants to stop them when they're 50, 55 years old? Because we still try to shoot the puck. The same way, high and hard, and, and yeah. Well, from what you guys are saying, this is uh, you know, it, 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 you you don't ratchet it back that much. You still get that competitive urge kicking in, and you're playing real hockey. Yeah, and put put Danny on the line with Fedoric and Riley Cote, and you'll be. <laughs> I'll feel great. You'll, yeah. <laughs> you'll be six foot tall. <laughs> And nice. I think, Preston, we're going to have some tickets to give away as well. I'm reading this actually right now. Okay. This was just handed to me. So we can actually give away some tickets. And nice. we'll take, uh, let's take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. We'll give away tickets to uh, the game, which is Monday, November 15th, 7 p.m. at the Wells Fargo Center. And uh, it's Team Target and Team Holgren and uh, Holmgren. And we'll set you up if you give us a call right now. So we'll make sure we do that. Now, we are going to have a competition right here. It has nothing to do with hockey at all. But it's going to be Team Marsh against Team Hartnell. <laughs> Woo! Yes. <laughs> and we're, we, we have, we have uh, actual teams. We have our listeners that are set up. We're going to do a game. It's called Red versus Blue. Uh, and I'll explain what's happening in just a little bit. We're going to send Classic these guys battle. outside. They're going to go on to the Pharaoh's Fury amusement ride that we have. It's one of those giant boats that rocks back and forth. And we'll tell you exactly what they're going to be doing in just a moment. So we'll have you guys head out there, and we'll talk to you in hey, just a second. Before yes. we go on, I'm not sure if we're coming back in, but um, to, to say anything on the mics, but on behalf of the Flyers Alumni Association, we'd like to make a donation to your Camp Out for Hunger in the amount of $2,500. All right. Thank you, Thank you so much. None of those ceremonial ones. We bring the real money. I appreciate that. The real deal. I'll take it from you, Brad. You can leave it in the envelope. There we go. Check. Yes. Really big check. It's a briefcase full of cash. Standard check. So thanks very much for all you guys do. It's great. Thank you. And good luck out there. We'll have you guys. We'll send you out. Danny Breer, ladies and gentlemen, Brad Marsh, Scott Hartnell. Uh, They are headed out into our parking lot. Most of our in-studio audience is headed outside because they are going to be a part of this event. We have people that are, are lined up and on the ride. In the meantime, while we're getting those guys out there and getting them set up, I believe uh, we are going to talk to some of them for uh, about another donation. Yes. And I'm excited about um, this 
particular donation that we are going to get. And, uh, you know, I think, man, it was years and years ago, Steve, that we had our friends from QVC by at Camp Alpha Hunger back when we were at the Adams Mark Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Way, way back I when. love QVC. And we are so glad that they are uh, back here uh, to participate again. So we would like to welcome the Senior Manager of Community Affairs. This is Kate Sheehan yeah. from QVC. Hi, good morning. Good morning. morning. Kate. How you doing? I'm great. Excellent. I have been to your studios. Wow. Amazing, right? It's incredible. West Goshen is where you guys are located, right? Yeah, we're in Westchester, yep. In Westchester. We, we, yep. We've attended parties there and, and, and like, you know, like fan days and stuff like that. Ever since then, my wife and I have gotten into the QVC thing a lot. And it's uh, actually when I work, I was telling saying this on the air, when I work out sometimes, I will put QVC on and just let it play because it's so soothing, especially on the holidays when everything's done up. But I become that QVC person. So I thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, That's great. And, and you can go and tour. That's what I did. I went and took the official tour, uh, but you can tour the studios while you're there. Not currently. Not currently. No, but in, yeah. in uh, normal times. You can definitely set up a, uh, a QVC tour. I was I was impressed with how many people were there and how professional it was, and and that it was an active studio. And these things were happening as we were watching live. It was really cool. Well, you know what they've taken to do, uh, as we all have during the time. You would have people and different different people uh, with their, the products that you would do Zoom and do stuff remotely, and it was working very well. You guys have handled it very well oh, and pivoted nicely. We really have, you know, with with in the last year and a half, being able to do like you said, the Zooms and the Skype. Yeah. Having still our guests there. It all works. Virtually, it all works. Yeah. We're still able to connect with the customer. So it's it's really been a, a really smooth transition for us. Excellent. And uh, like we said, we appreciate your partnership here with Camp Out for Hunger. And you guys have a donation that you're going to present. We do. So I first just want to congratulate you and congratulate Phil Abundance for all of the wonderful work that you do and, and the awareness that you all raise for such a good cause. Thank you. Um, I know, especially in the last year and a half, it's, you know, People have been very, very much impacted uh, by the food insecurity yeah. and all of the amazing work that Phil Abundance does. Um, and they do it with dignity, um, which is really, really important for a lot of our neighbors that never experienced hunger before. You're um, exactly right. To that... be able to serve them with dignity and respect um, and empathy, it's just truly amazing. So, yeah, we spoke about that on yeah. day one. You know, I, I was asking how, how what, what can we present to the people who may be embarrassed, who, who right. may not want to... Um, to to ask for a handout and and like you said, dignity is number one. Mm-hmm. And you're not alone, and they know that, and they want you to know that as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Many of the people who work for Phil Abundance and come down and volunteer have themselves been recipients and have gone on to get you know on their feet. And it's always there, and there are always people who want to help. And it's never a a, a blemish on your, your your status. We all go through these times, and so yes, and that main force, that main drive, that as you said, is what makes Phil Abundance so good at what they do. So absolutely, absolutely, and yes. Yeah, so I am here with a donation. It's extremely important to us, as I mentioned, being based in Westchester to give back to our local community and Phil Abundance being such a huge partner in the Philadelphia region. I'm thrilled to be here today to share that QVC is making a $50,000 donation. Whoa! Whoa! Holy shnikes! Holy wow. Yeah, that equates to 200,000 pounds. Wow. Unreal. Wow. Man, that's... Oh, wow. Okay, that's massive. Well... 
QBC came roaring in here. Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah. That's absolutely unbelievable. We are blown away by that. I, I'm just, um, yeah, I'm speechless at that, Kate. Thank you so much. We're happy to do it. Continue all the great work that you all are doing here and fill abundance. You know, continue the wonderful, wonderful work you're doing for our community. Um, I'll do a quick shout-out for all of our QVC fans. Please, please tune in this weekend. I know Kathy's done an amazing job (laughs) promoting it, but our um, special live event, Shop With Us Live, this weekend, November 6th and 7th. And, like, everywhere, online. Online, on all platforms. There's going to be new products, uh, new programming, free shipping, a lot of celebrity guests. So please it, tune in, get your Christmas shopping done with QVC. It's very easy, and it's in it, honestly, I, you know, for people who might be resisting, get on board because it works really well. Yep. And, uh, you know, we have, we, have Q, we have QVC products all over our house now. But we're into it. So. Right. I love it. I yeah, love it. absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Well, congratulations. Excellent. Thank you, Kate. It's great to be with all of you. Kate Sheehan, Senior Manager yeah. of Community Affairs at QVC with a huge donation for Camp Out for Hunger. And we are awaiting your arrival to come down and see us. Don't forget, we're stopping tomorrow by the end of the show, uh, taking donations. And we'll be done, you know, around 11 a.m. is when we wrap up. Uh, so we are running out of time, just to remind you. And uh, we would appreciate anything, anything yes. at all. Doesn't yes. have to be a $50,000 donation. No. A $5 donation, whatever it is, anything. We would like to get that from you. Okay, now. We're about to head outdoors for a head-to-head face-off that we are going to try. It's a contest we're calling Red versus Blue, and I'll explain exactly why that is. It's going to be Team Marsh against Team Hartnell. We have Brad Marsh and Scotty Hartnell being observed by Danny Briere. Yes, uh, he is known as the, I think that was his nickname, and he's playing right, the Observer. He was the Observer. <laughs> <laughs> he he just said he didn't want to do it, Scott. All right, so here's what you are the sucker. That was your name, the sucker. So so here's what we're doing. I will explain to everyone. We have a ride that's called Pharaoh's Fury. It's one of those ships that rocks back and forth. And listen, Casey and I were riding the other day. It goes a lot steeper than it looks when you're on the ride. You're a little freaked out on how high up and how steep you are in this. Now, we have outfitted a Team Red and a Team Blue. Scott, what team are you on? I am Team Red. All right, Team Red. And Brad Marsh is Scott Blue, or is is Team Blue. (laughs) And here's why we've named it that. Each person that's sitting, and we have the entire uh, thing filled. Marissa, can you hear me? I didn't know Marissa had a mic. She's in the doorway right there. Yeah, Yeah. now we can hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. The tent. Yes. All right. Scott is Team Red. Marsh is Team Blue. Scott already started. He was doing his whole chant down from the bottom. He was getting the crowd revved up. We have 14 people on each side. Thank wow. you. All holding two 22-ounce cups full of Gatorade. All right. So Team Red obviously has red Gatorade, 22-ounce <laughs> cups, so, two, so 44 ounces per person. And Team Blue is holding blue Gatorade. Now, the object of this is we're going to activate the ride. It's going to go back and forth. You try to keep as much liquid inside of that cup as you can. <laughs> And we've also outfitted everyone with their own all-white jumpsuit that they're wearing. So it's kind of like Squid Games. Yes, and at the end, Preston, <laughs> right. it should resemble a Jackson Pollock painting. Exactly. And when we're when they are done, each team is going to come into the uh, into the tent here, and they're going to pour out their liquid into these containers that we have in front of us. Whichever team has the most amount of liquid. In the containers will be deemed our winners. So that is the object to retain the liquid in the cup yes. and come in here and we'll see who wins. I am I'm very curious as to how Brad Marsh is currently feeling because he was not jazzed about doing this ride. Brad, how you feeling? 
Brad, can you hear us? Brad cannot hear us. Okay. Ah. While we fix Brad's equipment, I'm going to get a scouting report from our referee, Danny Briere. Danny, which team do you think has the upper hand in this? <laughs> I'm thinking red. Red. Yeah. Oh, red. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, Liney. <laughs> That's Scotty's team. That's my old Liney. Hey, Brad, can you hear us now? No. We haven't gotten to it yet. All right. Okay, we no haven't problem. gotten to that yet because I want to make sure that he can before we get this whole thing started. So By I have the- to thank the team at Skelly's Amusement. They actually put people on evenly. So they, you know, put a medium-sized person and a medium-sized person, guys and girls. So they did the best to make sure that these teams were as even as possible. How are you guys feeling up there? Oh, it just came on. Cold. Yeah, hey, that was really exciting. Scott, maybe you can lead them in a better chant than that. All right. Let's go red. Let's go red. <laughs> they were that ready. is great. I love it. I love it. They just wanted us to get it started because it's cold out there and it's yeah. breezy. Uh, Brad, I heard him say it just went out again. Brad, can you I, hear me? I can now, yep. Excellent. All right, All right Brad, how are you feeling on your side of the ride? I'm, I'm feeling confident. I'm oh. feeling co- confident in Team Blue. Okay. Now, team Blue. Yeah, team Blue. Team Blue all the way. Now, Brad, I heard you might actually have an advantage because of motion sickness. You might actually vomit and add more liquid to this. <laughs> well, that's a nice thought. I'll lean to my left. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I think we're ready to get this started. And by the way, this is all on YouTube. You can stream this yep. live right now. All we right, have video that's right. being supplied. Newman University is handling that. Uh, so I think uh, Team Red, are you ready? Ready. Team Blue, are you ready? We are ready. All right, Marissa, when they're ready, let's get red versus blue All right. fired up What's and started. Strategy? I'm get a strategy is just hold it, keep it in. <laughs> All right, I'm getting a thumbs up from Skelly's. You guys get it started as soon as it's ready. And we're going to hear the audio from both uh, Brad and Scott because All right, the mics it's, it's are moving. Live. All right, here we go. And they have to keep it balanced and keep the liquid in the cups. That first slow sway, oh, oh. no spills yet. Everyone's oh. Remember, no cursing up there, guys. Okay, my bad. You got it, Marissa. You got it. I'll tell you. I, I don't want thing. Team Blue is going to be Team Red after this. <laughs> it all flies to the other side. There is not a single spill, dro- uh, not a single drop spilled yet, guys. Yeah, everyone seems to be holding it pretty well. This isn't fun. <laughs> single drop. That's fantastic. They're good, man. (laughs) Oh, I I did drop one. One little button. (laughs) Their hands are going up in the air. Oh, darn it. Oh, darn it. Oh, darn it. Oh, darn it. (laughs) Whoa. This is the part that you start feeling a little nauseous. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I think Brad wants it to be over. Desperately. This is one of the teacups for all these people right now. All right, and it looks like it is slowing down indeed, but they held on a little bit better than I thought would happen. Very well. There is some spillage, but those cups for the most part seem to be full, but it's still going. And uh, it's it's coming to an end now. It's it's doing its final descent. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, uh, right. You're setting us up. <laughs> All right, so still, there's there's a lot of liquid to be measured, and right. we'll see. Scott, do you have any spillage on you? I do. I have a couple millime- milliliters. Okay, couple so, milliliters. so make sure that as you come in and you don't want to lose your any liquid just walking in, that would be uh, that'd be a waste. Hey, Brad, how did you do with your cups? 
I did pretty darn good, I think. Okay. <laughs> I got, I got one drop. He drank half it, but I got one drop. <laughs> wow. He's not thirsty. I'm wondering if we need to pick six people from each team and throw them on the can drop. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and hold their, their cups going down there. Right, we can right. do that easily. Yeah, yeah. All right, but we still have to measure this and find out which team came out ahead. Guys, I don't oh. think our containers are big enough for all the liquids that's coming back. All right. Oh well, God. listen, listen. Do we, do we put some people on the can drop in between? Well, do you want to do that? I, I'm just saying, like, these, I, I know, I bought... Well, we have to stick to the original rules, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're right. Right. Yeah, the we, if we do this now, well, we could have a we could have a playoff. We could have a playoff, but yeah. I think Marissa's right because we were watching and everyone seemed to retain their liquid level pretty nicely. Yeah, we have to worry about the competition committee coming in and yes. shutting this down. We will use well, we'll lose our international license. If you were to use physics, okay, if right. you were to hold the cup with just two fingers like this onto the brim, like a pendulum, it would it would rock back and forth. Yes. And by physics, it would all stay in. I don't know if that's centrifugal or centripetal force. But either one of those, it would keep everything in there. So maybe they were... It's exculpatory. They were thinking about that. Yeah. I remember last time we did this with the coffee and whoever yeah. won. It was all over them. It was Jillian yeah. and Millie. What? And Nick. Yeah. Yeah, you guys had coffee all over you. Yeah, it was a total disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So I we're going to have them all march into here and start to pour the liquids out into the containers that we have in front of us. And after all the liquid is poured out, we will measure them, and we will see which team comes out victorious. And that team will walk away with no prize whatsoever because we don't have anything to give away. <laughs> but we will find out who gets bragging rights of Look red versus them. blue. Here Look comes Scott Hartnell. Spotless. Captain of Team Red. Let's go. I'm going to pour that into the Woo! red container, Scott. And, yeah, Marissa's right. We'll have to see if this is overflowing or not. He's making sure that every single drop right, hits in there. Wow. And we have 14 people that are going to be pouring all of this wonderful Gatorade, red and blue. Blues, you can step up and go, too. Go ahead. Preston, yep. I'm, not, I'm not seeing a lot of, of spill on the, no. uh, on the I, uniforms. No, they These did guys great. were pros. We got a little bit on this guy right here. Okay. He was pointing that out to us. <laughs> but it might run off. I haven't checked out that material to see if it's absorbent at all or not on those jumpsuits. It may be... It may they just run right off of them. All right. Oh, Preston, let me, uh, while you're mentioning those jumpsuits, thank Ferguson Supplies. They gave them to us a bunch of years ago for our gender reveal. Yes. When we covered everybody. And uh, thanks, because they came in handy. That's By the right. way, does anybody want to do any gender revealing right now? <laughs> yeah, we could. We have red and blue. Yeah, we right? could do that. The red could go for pink. We All really right. should use jumpsuits for every contest we do ever. It's the best. They look fantastic. Yeah. Uh, guys, guys, it's yeah. Danny, Danny Briere here. I was, uh, I was really impressed with the hands, the steady hands. Yes. Yeah. I have to agree. So, I mean, you were Known to have great hands. Well, we so. might have some uh, alumni uh, possibilities here. You're right. Ah, really? Short so some players. Some rookies potential. All right, very cool. Sorry, so. All right, the final contestants are coming in. We have a couple of red, one more blue coming off, two more blues coming off. Guys, oh make goodness. sure you get every drop out because I think this is going to be a contest decided by drops. Yeah, this is really close. It's right neck now, neck. blue's got the edge, but there's more reds that have to Yeah, I, I there see we go. Reds and blues that are filling up the container. Wow. And this is going to be a close one, and we might indeed have to have a playoff on the can drop ride. All right. People are making sure they get every last drop. No, they in need the to. <laughs> Kathy, look at how close it is. I know. Yeah. Yeah, because nobody's. <laughs> right now, red is in the lead, but we still have some blues that have to, have to step up. Yep. And there's still one, two, three Ooh, people with reds. Uh, three people with blues. This this could be. And the the one time we did this, we had a tie as well. If you remember, we ended up having to do this twice. By the way, I can't even look at Gatorade without thinking of colonoscopy prep, Preston. <laughs> uh, it is the preferred beverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
when you're getting a colonoscopy. All right, look at this, Preston. It is neck and neck. Oh, my god. Who is going to be our official judge when we finally have the last drop in there? Uh, Danny Briere, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. he's impartial. Yeah. And, uh, and wait a minute. A wow. wow. Yeah. Where's Danny? Danny, where are you? Right here. Right, right behind the right. bucket. We need you to take us up. Any, anything left? Oh. All right. Danny, what's it going to be? He's in. Yep. Yeah, I had called the red. Red! Yes, red. Actually, I don't think I've lost the last couple of years. Nice. <laughs> Stands victorious and remains our champion. To be honest, what I was seeing, I was not seeing a lot of spillage, but this is actually fairly decisive. Yeah, that's uh there must have been more than we had anticipated yeah. than more than we had the seen. The question is where the hell did it go? Yeah, it's <laughs> did anybody I drink told their gator? Marshy was thirsty. <laughs> it had to be. It had to be. Yeah, some Gatorade evaporated. Yeah, look at that. All right. Well, you guys are good sports. Thank you so much for participating in that. And uh nobody got as messy as we thought they would, so that's a bonus too. Because yeah, you don't we have to go gonna, out here with socks that are soaked in Gatorade. We were going to use raw sewage initially, but yeah. we passed on that. Next time we'll do that. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, thank you guys. We appreciate it. Scott Hartnell, Brad Marsh, yeah. Danny Brewer, Flyers alumni on the 15th. And thank you all, listeners, for participating. We are taking a break, right? We will come back in a moment. The B file is up next. Stay with us. We'll return with the Camp Out for Hunger on MMR. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent on 93.3 WMMR. Sponsored by Wisfis Bank. We stand for service. And now, back to Camp Out for Hunger. You know, Preston, I'm still getting, like, people say, are those people in the tent? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. A, you can come down. And, 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 in fact, later on with Pierre's on and Jackson, if you want to come down and visit, come into the tent, you can do that. We just ask that you wear a mask. But uh, yeah. And then tonight's event is outside. Oh, and speaking of tonight, I believe because the Flyers game is on MMR that uh, our buddy Jackie Bam Bam is going to swing by. Awesome. Yeah, so um, he's, he was trying to. Bill uh, Weston and I were talking about it yesterday. But the Sixers and Flyers play tonight, which means the Flyers game is on MMR, uh, which means there's no live Jackie Bam Bam broadcast. Uh, so he will, uh, he'll be joining us for food trucks and fireworks? I believe so, yes. Oh, awesome, man. Excellent. So uh, that event starts around 5 o'clock, by the way. Uh, and then the fireworks kick off at 8. We've got 10 food trucks, and Mick Light is, uh, Mick Love Light is uh, sponsoring the event. So, yeah, it's going to be a damn good time. Uh, before we get to the Bizarre File, we would like to welcome to our microphone a gentleman who is representing Ashley Furniture. And they've been helping out for a while. We want to welcome Michael Wheat to the show. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well. First of all, congratulations on your uh, Hall of Fame induction. Uh, Very thanks, happy man. for you guys. Appreciate Very that. Very cool. Thank yeah. you. And we want to thank you because behind this giant video wall that you see yeah. behind us are some areas that we have set up for our guests and our volunteers. And uh, we need some space because people are here all day long yes. doing this event. And you guys at Ashley have uh, supplied the furniture for us. Yeah, we did. Listen, we, we know you guys need to be comfortable. You're working out hard all week. And uh, we don't really want it back. Oh, okay. So <laughs> we're going to be giving that to Phil Abundance. Oh, that's Dude, excellent. Yes. So we, I, Thank you. I've You're told welcome. you this before. We, uh, the, we have an, uh, a lot of your furniture in our home, and we, and we love it. And uh, that back there in particular mm -hmm. is very comfortable. So are things going well for you guys? I know so, you just like everybody else right now, supply chain's a little yeah. bit tough. We're working hard to make sure everybody gets their new furniture before the holidays. But uh, 
you know, we're, we're blessed and, you know, we're, we're grateful to be able to give back to our community, which is why we're here today. Yeah, I love I love that when we went and uh, we'd gone to a couple of different places, we ended up at, at your store, uh, one of your stores. Uh, it was it was a bam, 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 got everything done quickly. So thank you for that. And thank you for keeping because a lot of times. You see Rodney sitting back there, you know, passed out because Rodney's here yep. around the clock and all his, his staff will get to lounge a little bit and relax a little bit. So it's made a big difference. Thank you so much. Ah, we're glad we're able to help. And you do have another donation besides the furniture they're going to make today. Yeah, we're going to be uh, we're going to be donated 20,000 pounds to Philip. Oh, yeah. And tons of food. That is awesome. That's outrageous. Uh, that is wonderful. And uh, is this a, uh, is a direct to uh, Phil Abundance donation? This will be a direct to Phil Abundance donation. That's wonderful, man. Thank the way you they're so able to guys are orchestrate this stuff and take it down there. And again, it's, it's a machine-like military precision that they display. Everything here, when people come down and see this, they realize all that's going on. But couldn't do it without you, man. So Michael, thank you. Michael, what are the, uh, how many locations in uh, the general area? So we got 10 locations in the Philadelphia area as far south as Millville. We can just open up one in Delco for you, Casey. Hey. Right um, we got, like I said, we got 10 stores throughout the area, so There's please that one, come and uh, see us. In Plymouth meeting, not too far from the Metroplex, and uh, I went in and took a nap on one of the beds. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, you were in our Concha Hocken location. Was, yes, yeah, Concha, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah, where yeah, I purchased store. my furniture. Whoa, from. What a go. small world. There you yeah. go. Is that, would, would you dare to say that's your favorite Ashley furniture that's location? It's got to Steve? be. It's yeah. got to be. There you go. It's one of our favorite stores. So yeah. Blackout front. Steve Morrison approved. Absolutely. In fact, if you want a big, uh, I don't know, 30, 40 foot statue of me out front, I'd gladly we can work on that. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for being here, Michael. Thanks, Thanks for that generous donation. Michael Wheat of Ashley Furniture. <laughs> Love seeing these guys step up. It's amazing. Oh, and uh, uh, what did you do with that check, Marissa? Oh, yeah, it's right here. It's right here. So this was last night, I think. So I've been... I've been leaving, like, right after the show and passing out because I've been sick. You've been making a lot. Uh, I've, just, I have diarrhea. You've been making- all, I just, I'm, I'm not going to hide it from you, folks. i got diarrhea. I'm actually <laughs> passing gas as I speak. And, uh, but it's okay. There's a fan back here. Listen, it's for charity. And, uh, and I've also had a sore throat and congestion and all this stuff. So I've not been here for the things that have been going on in the afternoon. It's just better that I not be around. No. Right, Kathy? Yeah. Better that I not yes. be around. Kathy begs you to leave. So did this, uh, did this come up last night, Marissa? Because you uh, told me this morning, and I'm just barely hanging on as far as consciousness <laughs> goes. Actually, I got a note from Sarah Parker. Um, it probably came around 7.45, 8 o'clock. Okay. Almost so bedtime. This is, a, uh, this is a big check, and it's from a young man named Carter Fisher, and he made his own giant check, and this kid, this kid raised uh, $747, and he made this big check. Yeah, it's great. That's amazing. And what's awesome is the name of the bank on this check is Ann Gorski Savings and Loan. <laughs> if you listen to the show, then you know that reference, and uh, he wrote uh, in, in the bottom notes where you can put, it says, for help people in need. Uh, and he signed it, Carter W. Fisher. Okay, so I thought that awesome. was the really sweetest thing. And his, you know, the signature is a mix of uh, capital and, uh, and lowercase letters. And I like his address, too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Gadzooks Boulevard in Nova Scotia. <laughs> 933 Gadzooks Boulevard in Nova Scotia. So really cool. And I love, we've had a number of kids uh, that have dropped off... Uh, you know, their own drives that they'd done and raised money and food. And it's just really cool to see. It's I mean, very inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we need to do the Bizarre File, so we're going to do it. Here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR 
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, it's brought to you by Wawa. Wawa and 2SP Brewing released their latest beer uh, today at select Wawa stores. Yeah, it happens today. And yesterday they made a $10,000 donation to Camp Out for Hunger to benefit Phil Abundant. So we Wawa. love Wawa and 2SP Brewing Wawa. for that. All right, we're going to start with this one. A 98-year-old uh, COVID-19 victim's body was dissected in front of a paying audience in Portland in a hotel ballroom without the family's consent. What the hell? Mike Clark, a funeral director in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, said that the body of 98-year-old David Saunders had been given to a private Las Vegas-based company called MedEd Labs with the expectation that it would be used for medical research. Clark said the family instead learned that the body was dissected at a $500 a ticket event at a Portland Marriott. The dissection was organized by a group called Death Science, which has more than a million followers on TikTok and says on its website that it educates people on scientific fields and topics that relate to the deceased. An event page for the Portland dissection says Death Science's medical professionals would guide guests through the dissection and would allow viewers to get a, quote, up-close and personal look at the cadaver. An administrator said that the company had sold Saunders' corpse to Death Science founder Jim uh, Siliberto, uh, though the administrator said that he could not explain why the company had given Death Labs a body infected with COVID-19. Yeah. Siliberto said that Med Ed Labs was aware of his plans to dissect the body at a public event. Clark, meanwhile, said that his funeral home would no longer work with Med Ed Labs and that his staff was horrified with what had happened. Did they at least provide dinner? Clark and Siliberto didn't immediately respond to a request for comment afterwards. So That's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I'd never heard of anything like that before. And people paying just to come them essentially uh, chop up a body yeah. and watch it. Hmm. Yeah. Deputies say that they made a huge drug bust during a traffic stop Tuesday, but the uh, but think the bigger crime was the suspects bringing Little Debbie into the mix. No, According no. To the sheriff's office, the driver of a vehicle ran away from the traffic stop after a deputy saw methamphetamine paraphernalia in plain view. Deputies also claim a woman in the vehicle tried to hide a small bag of pills. K-9 unit was called to the scene. Deputies located the driver hiding in a wooded area nearby. The deputies determined the pair were both felons from Oklahoma with the woman having a felony warrant out for vehicle theft. Uh, the suspect's vehicle was searched uh, and uncovered 100 grams of methamphetamine, almost 150 Xanax pills, half pound of marijuana, a handgun with a serial number scratched off, and investigators suspected that to be stolen. Deputy said most of the drugs were discovered in a Little Debbie oatmeal cream pie box, something that did not sit well with them. That's sacrilege. The department posted on Facebook, as cops, we can't begin to tell you how much that upset us. <laughs> Snack food is our life. Yeah. The criminals start messing with zebra cakes, then we're going to take it personal. <laughs> uh, the man and woman were both arrested and are facing seven felony charges. Do you like those oatmeal cakes? Have you ever I had those? Do. Yeah, they're, they're oh, pretty I, good. I grew up on those. Yeah. I, I, I like those. Do you now, like meth? Uh, not as much. Okay, all right. But I do love... What if What if it's homemade right out of the oven? Yeah, the meth? Yeah. Almost yeah. anything yeah, yeah, yeah. homemade out of the oven beats the store. Is this fresh meth? <laughs> you can tell. A 20-year-old Irvine man, federally... <laughs> Excuse me. Round of applause for Preston Elliott for carrying on. You heard the man cough. Try, man. I'm waiting for the inspiring Disney movie, The Cougher. (laughs) 
20-year-old uh, Irvine. No, it'd be the farter. The farter. That's worse. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah the 20-year-old. Hey, that's, that's my title. <laughs> that's the Touchstone movie. Oh, you get gas for a week and a half, and all of a sudden, you're the farter. <laughs> Try he's, 46 years, pal. He's really upset about it. <laughs> His legend is being besmirched. I'm sorry I stepped on your territory, <laughs> yeah. man. A 20-year-old Irvine man federally <laughs> charged with assault of a crew member aboard an American Airlines flight last week told investigators he was acting in self-defense after flying home from brain surgery. You guys probably saw this story. Yes, yeah. Brian Hsu, uh, which is H-S-U, and I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce that, so I, I think you're, I think you're right, Sue. Brian Hsu claimed that he suffers from uh, psychological damage stemming from an assault in New York City last year, including a mental fog that impedes his ability to think clearly. Uh, earlier on Monday, he was arrested by the FBI after one of the worst displays of unruly behavior we've ever witnessed, according to American Airlines CEO Doug Parker. Sue claimed that he was stretching outside a laboratory on flight when he accidentally bumped the flight attendant, who he said became agitated and began swinging at him. I don't see that happening. No. Sue told investigators he was scared that an impact to his head in its current state could cause him severe injury or death, so he raised his hands in defense. The attendant then charged at him and hit her nose. Check out the tip. Wait. Yeah! There we go. The attendant then charged at him and hit her nose against the palm of his right hand. So she hit his hand Holy with Christ. her nose. Witnesses interviewed by investigators commented on Sue's behavior, his odd behavior, and that Sue punched the attendant in the face several times, leaving her with a fractured nose. Yeah, something weird about that story. Yep, and there you go. We're going to wrap up the bizarre file right there. Let us take another break. When we return, we will reward your patience uh, with a lesson question about today's program, and we'll get to the trash and music news. And, of course, you can come down here. We're not the only show. Pierre comes up next. Yes. Jackson after that. We'll be back in a second. Camp Albert Hunger, Data Woo-hoo! before 933. WMMR. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Yeah, that means we're live. Uh, we are indeed live. Can't have a hunger. Our fourth day of 2021. Nice crowd here this morning. Thank you guys for being here. It's wonderful. Yeah, we love you. Yes. Uh, 10.27 a.m. We're done with traffic, so we don't need to go back for that. Kathy, any other last-minute things you need to hit? Or? Uh, no, I think I'm... I'm good today. All right, excellent. So uh, before we ask our lesson question and do some giveaways and go into Trash and Music News, which is our usual uh, progression, we have a guest that we are welcoming, a friend of the show. He's been uh, part of the Camp Out for Hunger for a long time, and we are happy to welcome to our uh, Mike, the man behind Harvest Seasonal Grill, is Dave McGrogan. Yay! Hey, everybody. Hi, Dave. You're not feeling good, huh? No, horrible. Horrible. <laughs> but, you know. 
You know, wow. this is the longest I've gone without seeing you guys. Yeah. The pandemic. I well, mean, we've seen yeah. we've seen each other. Yeah, yeah we've yeah, seen yeah. each other. But uh, every time I go to one of the harvests here yep. or there, so yep. they, yeah, it's great. So, but it's wonderful to see you guys. Congratulations on another huge event, and Thanks, just man. doing so much good for the community as always. You, so. you barely made it here. You were just getting off a plane. What's I, that all? I about? just <laughs> Florida. I call it free Florida. I spend a lot of time in Florida right now. And really? you have restaurants yeah. down there, yeah, yep. right? So yeah. we ha- we have a harvest in Delray Beach, and we're uh, currently working on a few other restaurants in Florida. It's just uh, entrepreneurial is uh, entrepreneurship is yeah. alive in Florida. Very it's nice. Like, it's fun. There's a good energy, and uh, so it uh, helped keep my sanity during COVID. All definitely. Right. Very good, man. So, but but you're not, you're doing good. Doing well. We're doing well. You know, listen. The company pulled through it. I really have to thank you guys, Casey. Uh, when we had to close right before Christmas, we saw that you and your wife supported us and our employees. Thank you so much, Steve. You did the same. You and Claire were just amazing. A little secret about me and Steve. I'm normally Mister Like Optimism. You know, you read my book, Case, right? <laughs> so Josh. I'm normally yeah, I'm normally Mister Optimism. I think Steve during a four week period called me every day. So Steve, thank you so oh, much for that. My pleasure. Yeah, he no, called it's... me and made sure I didn't jump off a ledge or you know whatever well, and you're the, so the, supportive i remember that point you you know when you you had to let workers go because of of all the stuff yep. that was going on it was the worst day of your life but yep. we're coming back you got you know uh, on the other side and it's so good to see it look people in the tent here it's all That's nice right. it's good <laughs> world we're is getting back. in the right direction so yeah. hey dave real quick like how are staffing issues going for it because i know it's, uh, there's been so many wrinkles for restaurants over the last year plus yep. and and uh, now People are going to restaurants, which is awesome, but they're having trouble staffing everybody. So we were lucky with loyal guests and a, and a core base of loyal employees, but there were a lot of people that just left the industry. I mean, do you want to work in an industry where all of a sudden the governor shuts you down this week and then this week, and then you can do this, but you can't do that? Right. So a lot of people just needed consistency in their life. So cooks left and became IT people. Other bartenders left and became mortgage brokers. It was There was a lot of people that left the industry because it was so uncertain. Now, we're seeing a lot of those people come back, and we're seeing new people enter the industry that have never been in the industry, which is sort of fun because you're you're like, look, it's all about hospitality and loving the guests and taking great care of them. So they're a blank slate. But I have some stores, Harvest Newtown, we're probably at 95% staff. And I have some other stores that are probably like Harvest North Wales, been a difficult one. Uh, so it really depends on the area. It depends on who's around that area and, and sort of how you grow up. But our team, you know what? We didn't lose our GMs. We didn't lose our chefs. They became, they just, I, I couldn't have done the things I did during that time without just an amazing team of people. And like Steve said, my hardest day in my life, I've cried hard three times in my life. When my mom died, when my first daughter was born, and when I laid off 720 people on a conference call. And I couldn't yeah. even finish the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just bawling my eyes out because there was nothing you could do. That was before any aid or any PPP. That yeah. Nobody knew. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, we, ha- we don't have a dollar anywhere. We've yeah, spent yeah. every dollar and now we're spending negative dollars. We couldn't do anything. That was the hardest day. But it was amazing to see everybody come back and rally. Cool. No. Very cool. Excellent. Yeah. And you're coming back even with all of that going on and you're here to make a donation today. Yeah. I, you know, you can never forget how good you guys have been to us over the years. We've had such a great long-time friendship. And, uh, you know, I remember from my chiropractic days seeing you guys in a tiny trailer with a bonfire <laughs> out front. Yes. You know, the old days. Yes. And Thinking Silco and Lime in there. <laughs> yes. You guys are just great people, and and we've been lucky. We've survived. There has been some good government programs to help restaurants, which has been great, and we want to make sure we support you guys. So uh, between Harvest and our Bar Rosa downtown, we are uh, donating $5,000. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Beautiful. So.
We'll add that onto a growing pile, and it continues to uh, to help, and that's what this is all about, man. And you yourself were the recipient of an honor recently, were you not? Uh, I am. Uh, tonight, actually, another reason I came back from Florida. Uh, and, and it was a big surprise. Uh, in Chester County, they named me Citizen of the Year. Oh, wow. Oh, Citizen of the Year. Oh, I know. So, um, you know. Are you receiving the Kathy Romano Award? They, they call it the Kathy Romano <laughs> it's Award. It's County. They did. It's in Bucks County, not well, Chester she, County. She went to, uh, yeah. She did go to Chester. Chester. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, congratulations, man. Yeah, you know what? It was, uh, we worked hard during COVID to try to help small businesses, all small businesses, whether it was a, a, a pool supply company or a restaurant. We just really tried to push, push to help small business because big business survived and yeah. actually thrived and with a, not as much oversight as small business. And uh, it was really nice to be recognized. And my family will be there tonight all to do that. My uh, daughter and I became a grandparent during COVID. I don't know oh. if you guys know that. No. Getting that old. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Ivy. You know what? No, I, yeah. I don't know why I'm acting surprised. I follow you on social media. Yeah. <laughs> like, no way. Wait, you're Dave McGrogue. <laughs> you're a granddad. I, it's, it's awesome. And my daughter, Ivy, and, uh, and Winter is the grandbaby's name. Winter. She, uh, they live with us. So it's been an amazing adventure during COVID. It was, it was the light of COVID. You've been doing a lot of good stuff. And you've been helping yeah. a lot of people, Dave. For so sure. it's very cool. It's good to see you get that award. Thanks, Let's sir. hear for Dave McGrogue and yeah. Harvest Seasonal Grill. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Love the support. Very we nice. are now going to do some giveaways. We got a lesson question, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see our buddy Burt Kreischer on New Year's Eve at the Met for his second show that night, the late show, the 10 p.m. show. And the question I'm going to ask you this morning is if he's ever looking for a good restaurant in Maniunk, where should Getty Lee eat? 215 263 WMMR. It's a dream I had last night. Uh, is he, if he's ever looking for a good restaurant in Maniunk, where should Getty Lee eat? 215 263 WMMR. Give us a call. We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Primo Hoagies, Turkey Stuffing, Cranberry Sauce, and Mayo. A meal best served cold. Pilgrim is back. Go to primohoagies.com for the nearest location. It's not just a hoagie, it's a primo. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Kim Kardashian West and Pete Davidson had another, quote, secret dinner rendezvous Tuesday night in New York. In fact, it was actually kept so secret that I'm telling you about it right now. Britney Spears claiming her father, Jamie Spears, was not smart enough to place her under conservatorship and says it was her mother, Lynn Spears, calling all the shots. Britney says that next to her dad, Lynn Spears is a regular Alfred Feinstein. Oh, my God. And finally, Kanye West has apparently shaved off his eyebrows in an effort to look like a robot. West says he wanted to depict the dehumanization of man while also looking completely insane. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right, let's see if you do indeed know the answer to this question. If he's ever looking for a good restaurant in Maniunk, where should Getty Lee eat? And we will go to John and see if we can get that answer. Hey, John, are you there? Hey, everybody, thank you for here on the Yes! And I can tell by the feedback that is, the are you in the tent here, John? Where are you? Put your hand up if that is indeed you. Or maybe he's outside. No, I'm not in the tent. I'm not in the tent. I'm driving. Oh, all right. All right. Fair enough. Are you driving to the tent? It sounds good. John, where should Getty Lee eat in Maniunk? Oh, you got to try out Goobers. Goobers. Yes. 
That is correct, John. We got it right, and we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Burt Kreischer on uh, New Year's Eve at the Met, and this is his second show that night, 10 p.m. <laughs> Just announced the Birdie Boy Relapse Tour. Tickets are on sale uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. Uh, you can uh, get the complete info at WMMR.com. All right, let's do music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by the American Red Cross. Give something that means something this holiday season. The Red Cross urges eligible blood and platelet donors of all types to give now. You can visit redcross.org or call one 800 Red Cross. Quick, well, Preston, if I may, as we're playing that cacophony of, of uh, mashed together fart sounds, I'm looking at Radio Hall of Fame. No, yeah, there's a... <laughs> Preston You can't Steve. see it, but there's yeah. a sign behind Nick that says Preston Steve in the Radio the Hall of Fame. The absurdity of that. As Steve is playing that. All right, so fans of uh, Blink-182's Mark Hobbes were thrilled to see him back on stage for the first time since he announced that he is cancer-free. Dressed as Batman, he performed oh. during Travis Barker's House of Horrors Halloween show. Uh, the two of them did several of Blink's hits, including What's My Age Again, uh, The Rock Show, and Family Reunion. Though former uh, bandmate Tom DeLonge was not there for the mini-reunion, uh, he recently... What's my name again? He released a stated He stated that he and Hoppus have completely repaired their friendship and now talk on a daily basis. It's So he was actually, um, you know, um, he had a formidable battle, and the fact that he is back and cancer-free is tremendous. It shows you that whatever situation you might be in now, if you are finding yourself dealing with cancer, that there is every reason to be hopeful. Yeah, he had stage four diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, so and uh, he's back. Just a matter of time before there's a reunion, right? I mean, gotta be. It's gotta be. Gotta be. And that'll be that'll be a hell of a, uh, if they were to do a tour, yes, oh, man. Yes, huge. Wow. Uh, speaking of being back, U2 is back with its new, first new song since 2019. Uh, it was reported that the track called Your Song Saved My Life will be featured in the animated musical feature Sing 2, oh. which opens on December 22nd. Oh, yeah, Bono's in that. Yeah, Bono voiced the film's character Clay Calloway, who's described as a reclusive lion rock star. So I'm going to be playing the part of a lion. That is correct. Proud for beast of the jungle. Uh, your song saved my life. Have you ever seen a lion piss? Wh- wow. It's amazing. No. Uh, which is included on the original motion picture soundtrack. I don't know why I said that. It was totally inappropriate. Especially since it's a child's film. Uh, this is U2's first original release. But it's a solid, robust stream of urine, and I thought it was... <laughs> like at the just worth mentioning? Yes. Yeah. Okay. When they spray, it's right. a defensive thing. I've All seen right. it. Uh, well, Tiger, I've seen... T- yeah. And I would imagine... It's, it's not the same. It's, it's not? a different no, animal. It's complete I- pussy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A pussycat? Tigers are complete pussy. I'm sorry. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so, anyhow, it's the first original release since our 2019 team up with A.R. Rahman on the song Amiza. I do not remember that uh, one. Uh, Imza. A-A-H-I-M-S-A. Whatever it's called. Bono explained that at the end of the day, it's a connection between his music and the listeners that make it matter. He said, that is, you know, my drug of choice. That's, for me, the thing. I cannot believe that you hear this melody line in your head and you sort of take it down and you find words it's the for the thing I've been come to know now. <laughs> find words for it and arrangement for it. Dude. 
And the next thing you know, you can be in a car in Tokyo, and it's on the radio. Hey, real quick, everybody, if you have an iPhone, take it out. Tell me, do you still have Songs of Innocence on your iPhone? Do you remember that? I have deleted it from my phone a thousand times, and it just keeps coming. It's there right now. Yeah, I have it in 2014. I know. So people may not remember what happened is that they basically you two gave that album to the world through Apple. Okay, Donna says she has it out there. Everybody put your hands up that still has it on their phone. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, about six of them. In case if you had it on your system and you're using the cloud, it will keep downloading unless you you erase it from the cloud. I gave up trying to delete it. I'm just like, well, that's fine. I'm not going to listen to it. I'll hit skip every time. I don't know why. I I can tell you why. It's it's, a Resilient and robust, like the smell of lion piss. I mean, I don't know. Is it a good record? It's a. I don't know. I don't You're know. in the band. I actually never heard it. <laughs> it's your song. You actually, never heard it. I was too busy working on a Misa baby. So wow. I don't know how you said it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the name of it either. Preston, tonight you and me are goobers and mania. <laughs> What about is we're having dinner tonight? Yeah, absolutely! Oh my God! No, Getty's not invited. It's me and Bono. <laughs> All right. Uh, Courtney Love has has opened up about the use of Nirvana's "Rape Me" in HBO's Succession. Uh, she said in her Instagram story, "I was in the room watching Agog as this song was. I've never seen Agog. Was written in uh, written in about an hour, and I've never been so proud." Or approving uh, one of Kurt's songs. Gogs are part of the platypus family. Oh, I didn't know that a gog is. Uh, she added, this cue in succession is as if they truly understood KC. I guess what she, she calls Kurt. Yeah. Uh, what, he was, uh, screaming, uh, what he was screaming his heart out without specifics about. Uh, I'm sure uh, wherever he is, he's proud of this. Uh, and then she hashtagged it, Rape Me, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana, Disruption, my favorite side, inside. That's actually one of my least favorite. Rape Nirvana. Me? Yeah. Not I big, like it. Not a big fan. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then one last story. Hailstorm have announced a one-night-only streaming concert December 23rd. It's called Happy Haley Days. Hail I Days. Oh, uh, Hail Storm Holidays is planned holidays. Yeah. Uh, the concert was filmed in September at the Brown County Music Center in Nashville, Indiana. Uh, tickets will be available on Friday at mandolin.com. And they are set to release a new album next year. So that will be coming up. They open their co-headlining tour with Evanescence on Friday in Portland, Oregon. That's it in music news. Yes, Casey. I just want to give an intense shout-out to a gentleman named Brian Venti. He is one of Preston and Steve's coolest teachers. Ah! And he teaches at uh, St. Mark's High School in Delaware. And so uh, I know uh, one of the other teachers there is a guy named Jeff Brackenier who used to uh, direct my daughters and uh, son in the plays <laughs> at CCC. So they work uh, alongside each other at uh, St. Mark's. And St. Mark's came down and they donated food to the Camp Out for Hunger. So a shout-out to our coolest teacher and to all of the student and faculty at St. Mark's. Thank you. And may I ask quickly, Casey, do, uh, as far as our swimming situation outside, yes. do we know where we stand? Uh- Okay. Tally? Uh, as of last night, we were in the 53-mile mark. Okay. We need uh, we to hit how many? We need to hit 82. Okay. Ooh. They are, um, we are hoping that we will 
past the finish line in and around 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. Okay. Okay. The question is whether or not you guys want me to ceremoniously pass the finish line. I would like you to. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so we'll we, see how uh, busy we are, but yeah. I think yeah. Towing a tugboat. Uh, that is with uh, Endless Pools, so maybe we can find out get an update before this final break here. Sure thing. Yeah, we're doing. All right. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of that, we're going to break. We're going to come back in a second, and we'll do one more before we wrap it up and hand it over to Pierre, who will be here in just a minute. So stay with us. Yeah. Camp Out for Hunger on MMR continues. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, live from inside the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent on 93.3 WMMR. Sponsored by Subaru. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. And now, back to Camp Out for Hunger. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's day four of our Camp Out for Hunger here on the Preston and Steve Show. As you can hear, a uh, nice group of people here in our studio You can, uh, or in our tent. You can be in our tent as well uh, today as Pierre comes up in a little while and Jackson and Sarah hanging out. If you've always wanted to meet the gang, that's a great opportunity to do it. You're just asking you to wear a mask in the tent and everybody's complying and everybody's having a good time, man. You know, it's cool, too. We've had a, a Man- The Mandalorian has been here for a while. I saw it. Uh, yeah. With Gogru and the, and the uh, Baby Yoda in the basket. It's all, uh, it's pretty yeah. cool. So. Yeah, so you never know. And our, our favorite face painting Phillies guy over yes. here. Uh, he'll be in uh, Eagles attire tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, yeah. It's been nice. So uh, we have had a full plate as far as stuff to do and people to talk to. Uh, and we're going to do one more little Q&A before we wrap up the day. The letter of the day is coming up in just a moment. Casey, I'm yeah. in the dark. I apologize. I don't know what's going on here. I, I'm, I'm, oh, just, I'm so sorry. I didn't write your name down. But, uh, yeah, so Tony Monaco is here from uh, Xfinity Live. Oh, yeah, Tony, I didn't even – I just – I'm uh, – I feel like crap. How you doing? <laughs> but it's good to see you. Tony, our friend from Xfinity Live, yes. right next door here, gang. Tony always helps, helps us out. Runs the show. I went into Xfinity Live. I uh, went into the Victory Beer Hall on uh, Tuesday night before the Flyers game, Tony. It was my first time inside since before the pandemic, and it was really nice to be back in that building to grab a beer. And uh, and so how are you guys holding up? Because, I mean, we've talked about this with, with several people this week, but it's been a weird year and a half, to say the least, and you guys, to uh, you know, be back in business like this is a good thing. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, you've heard uh, everybody says it, it, there's nothing like it. We were actually closed 10 out of 14 months, um, which is really tough. I heard Dave McGurgan earlier talking about it, and the day that he laid off all the employees, uh, we had we had to close twice, and uh, very two of the toughest days of, of my life as well. Um, but we're uh, we're back. Uh, we're 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 almost getting there with employees, um, but uh, the stadium district being open 100 uh, percent, all the events, people are coming back. Uh, home Eagle games, if you've been there before, are just like they always were, uh, yeah. crazy. And the, all the other events are starting to pick up, so it's uh, it's terrific. I feel like, you know, I don't want to say we're back to normal, but we're getting there. Yeah, so. which is what we feel like like today. And, and, uh, and you know, some of the best times we've had are over at that uh, uh, building and over at you know, all the great you know restaurants, all the stuff that goes on in there. We just, we've had a couple of our, our comedy nights. Yep. And, and uh, concerts there, like concerts live there, and, yeah. and so some other bands. We're going to yep. get back to that crap, whether you like it or not. No, I, <laughs> listen, we do, and we're excited about the event tonight. The uh, Yeah. It's, I, I do food the same trucks. thing as you do. Food trucks and fire trucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I keep saying. <laughs> food trucks and fireworks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. really, uh, we're looking forward to that as well, and I think that's a really nice event. I think the, uh, the firework part, I know you guys have been trying to do that for years. 
Um, really excited about that and wait, waiting to see what, what actually comes out. Yeah, thanks for your assistance, too, because we weren't sure, like, okay, how many food trucks should we have? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and what can they hold? And, yeah. and you guys are like, here, here's what you need yeah. to do. And so we followed to the letter, and it should work out great tonight. So yeah, just, we, just remind people, they come down, you, you, you purchase the food, but a portion of your food purchase will go towards uh, the Camp Out for Hunger. Correct. And then you hang out and uh, and uh, fireworks. Yeah, be plenty of drinks. You can yes. uh, hang outside. If you want to come inside, Xfinity Live will be open. And inside the NBC Sports Arena and, uh, and fireworks at 8 o'clock. Yeah, it's going to be uh, terrific. Yep, so that um, starts. The food starts getting served at, at 5. So stop in, get in line, get your dinner, hang out, and have a couple drinks from Michelob Ultra. And then we have the fireworks display. And uh, it'll be our, our last, our, our, our only evening official sanctioned evening event that we're doing this year. Yes. And yeah. We've curious. had sporting events every night. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're curious as to what the turnout will be, so hopefully you'll be a part of that. And yeah, I'll definitely be there. Real quick, I just have to say, um, you had Mark LaBelle on earlier. Two years ago when you brought Dirty Honey on, on your show, I became a huge fan. I've turned a lot of people on to them. They're such a tremendous band. I was actually at the MMR Barbecue, and for the first time since I was probably 19, I was right up front of the stage <laughs> when they performed. Uh, phenomenal band, phenomenal band. Yeah, really, yeah. really good. They're coming back to that. the Fillmore yeah. in uh, in January on the 30th. So, yeah. Tony, you also have a donation you guys are going to uh, I do. Uh, we're going to be donating $5,000 to Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah, all right. Oh, jeez. And, guys, thank you. It's been nine years. Nine years that you guys have had it here. Uh, uh, we've been hosting Xfinity Live. And uh, I, I got to tell you, I don't think there's anything that I've ever done in a business sense I'm more proud of. What you guys do and that having the largest food drive in the country for however long it's been, it's crazy. It's yeah. you guys. Great job to thank all you, you. guys. Thank congratulations on the uh, uh, Hall of Fame, guys. Thanks, yes. man. Yep. We appreciate it. You deserve that. it. Thank Let's you. Let's hear it for Tony, guys. Tony Monaco. At Xfinity Live, right next door here, our partner for uh, the longest time. And yes. continues to be. It's such a great, It's it, this works out perfect. It does. It this does. location is just absolutely made for this event, which is wonderful. Uh, thank you to guests who have been on the show, Michael Barkan. And, of course, uh, Tony mentioned Mark LaBelle of uh, Dirty Honey. We had a lot of fun with the Flyers alumni, Brad Marsh, <laughs> Scotty Hartnell, Danny Briere. Uh, we did the uh, the game out on the uh, uh, on the uh, Pharaoh's Fury Skelly uh, Amusements Park Ride. And thank you guys all that got up there and did that with us. We appreciate that. It was it a lot of fun. Turns out they're very tidy, Preston. Yeah, they, they did that well. Yeah, I was impressed, yeah. actually, with that whole thing. And speaking of tidy, <laughs> yeah, we got the man who is known for his tidiness, Pierre Robert. Yay! Good day. Pierre Tidy Robert. How you doing, man? I'm the tidy bull. Tight and tidy. <laughs> tidy yeah. bull. Yeah. Uh, I am great. Uh, and it's the day, you know, we, we say we got to kick, we got to kick this thing in the into ass. the ass. Uh, <laughs> we have to kick no. into its ass. Well, no. What with I meant great was, figure. I thought well, we were going with that sentence. Well, kick its ass. We've got to kick this thing in the ass to get the ass going. Yes. Right. We've got to get asses to going. here. Right. Yes. And as an, as an ass myself, <laughs> I lead the charge. Um, yes. In that, Try to get the crowd in on this. In that, what, we've what, got I, to have asses in masses. Asses in masses. So that we can have more molasses. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, my, that's my campaign. You put the ass in class, Pierre. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And because the there's a lot of class in getting your ass down here to give us food for the camp out. Absolutely. Yes. And furthermore, when elected, furthermore. 
All right, I, I'll come up with the next thing. I'll promise you after I'm elected. All right, so everyone, you start going harumph, 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 harumph. Thank you. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. <laughs> Excellent. Watch it. We're ready to rock. All right, we are ready to rock? Oh, yes. Let's do the letter of the day. Yes. Are you ready with that? All right, fire it up, please, Jason. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the President Steve Show brought to you today by the letter. D is in hot diggity dog. All right, we got a D. We need one more letter. We'll get that tomorrow, and then we give away the $300 prize from the Baxter. Yeah. A dumpster in a bag. Perfect for all home improvement cleanups. Just pick one up today at your local home improvement store by Phil Gone. Uh, what are you doing while you hang out here today? We're going to uh, do a block of uh, Def Leppard. Uh, among other things, we're going to also do a couple of blocks by request. Uh, I actually brought vinyl today. Rodney's uh, brought a vinyl turntable. Uh, and Well, it's a regular turntable, and it takes vinyl. And um, I've got killer's tickets. And we have a special friend coming by who we haven't seen in a while. Oh. And um, there was one other thing. It's all good. Yes. All right. Oh, and Jason. Uh, I wanted to acknowledge Jason Fayon. Yes. Um, because uh, I've always been trying to acknowledge our board operators each day. Uh, it's uh, Jason for you guys. It's uh, Ryan for me. And it's Connor for Jackson. So all these board ops have done a fantastic job. Amazing. They work as hard. they always yeah, do. We, we can't do Look it at that. A natural applause from the audience. You guys don't get to hear it, but we communicate them with them through our headphones, and they let us know when certain uh, you know elements are, that we're going to be playing on the air are happening and so on. But I'm uh, getting a message now. Oh, you are? What's yes. it saying? I don't even have headphones on. <laughs> saying the spaceship will land at 3.30, be in the western parking lot. Ah, the spaceship will land at 3.30 in the western parking lot. I will be assimilated at right. that time. Fair yes, enough. Right. If you're not already assimilated now. That's what well, I thought he was I'm, already. I'm half-ass assimilated. <laughs> All right. For uh, asses to be in the molasses with the thing. Yeah. And I would like to thank our sponsors. <laughs> the Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you by Duncan, the official yeah. coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you today by IBEW. You can join Jackie Bam Bam for Toys for Tots at local 654's Union Hall on November 13th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And information is available at IBEW654.net. And also Trinity Rehab. If you have nagging pain that you can't get rid of, then Trinity Rehab can help. Go to trinity-rehab.com for information. So uh, tomorrow, our final day of broadcasting, we got some really good guests on the show. Burt Kreischer will be joining us on the program. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Taylor Momsen of The Pretty Reckless wow. will be on the program. Our good friend, one of the greatest people in the world, Dr. Mike Sorigliano. Yes. Great day in the doctor. Is going to be stopping by here. And we're excited about this. Uh, the band that brought us the song 7-Eleven Nachos, Froggy, will be here. <laughs> yeah. Three ladies in their punk band to perform live. It's the only live wow. music we're having down here. I, and they may, I don't know, they were supposed to do a Preston and Steve jingle, so we'll see if Thumbs that Thumbs up from Marissa. She says yes. All right. Ah, uh, nice. And they will get a pizza ball and the other things that they do. So uh, that and more. But don't forget, tonight it's uh, food trucks and fireworks. It starts at 5 p.m. And Pierre, look, that young lady is wearing one of your masks in the audience right there. Wow. Yay. I love that. I saw that at the last second. Uh, tonight, 5 o'clock till 8 o'clock. Make sure you come join us at Xfinity Live. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Thank you guys for being here. We'll see you at the camp.
Technologists, you're in demand. Almost every company needs your skills, and Dice is here to help you find the job that checks all your boxes. The one that inspires you, shares your values, and unlocks your potential. Dice, the premier career marketplace for tech professionals, empowers your passion for problem solving, creative expression, and lifelong learning by connecting you with employers who understand their potential. Visit us at dice.com to learn more.